you can lie to yourself. There was a bunch of times where I just straight lied to myself. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, I'll just keep doing this. I'm figuring it out. Like, no, it's like, it's time to change. You have to be thought out and you have to be conscious. You have to have self-awareness. Yeah. At a certain point, you have to acknowledge like, hey, I suck at this part, but I'm good at these parts. Like, I need help. Right. I was never good at asking for help. I was just like, I'll just, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. And that was so foolish. And that's probably why I failed so many times is because like, I was just like, eh get myself into these jams and then I'm just be like, all right, it's over. All right, so we're good. We're drinking the Teresi wine today. Yo, cheers to the Teresi cheers family to house wine here. Here you go. Yeah, man. From your mouth to God's ears. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we have Kyler Oreo here. We got Gilmar Andrew, of course, Rambo. He's looking at Kyler like he really loves him. Yeah. But before we get started, smash the subscribe button i hate saying smash click the button <laughs> subscribe or smash it, <laughs> or smash it. if you smash it make sure you don't like break your computer yeah also make sure you head over to the black flag nation uh instagram link in the bio um we'll put the link in the bio for this as well check them out for um i'm doing one of their workout plans right now they've sent us a bunch of gear um blackflagnation.com you, you know, I, I know a lot of people have asked and reached out about the workout that I'm doing right now. You can get it on their website and you can get looking this good. You might need to go out and find this vintage Smokey the Bear t-shirt to enhance your image. That I cannot help you with. Um, also, we have uh, Alpha Bravo Canine. Uh, I'm not sure what the date is, but look out for it in April. We're doing a fundraiser walk. Um, local to us in PA, probably in Newtown somewhere. I think it's going to be in, um, actually, I'm not even going to say where I think it's going to be because it might change still trying to get the permits together and things like that. So if you're local, we expect your participation for the walk. It's to raise money for um, more puppies, more puppy raisers, the facility and the ultimate goal is to raise service dogs and donate them to veterans in need. Uh, they just got three new puppies this week. Training is starting immediately. Uh, housebreaking and things like that. We got Murphy on the screen right now. But yeah, so hit them up as well. That's uh, Instagram Alpha Bravo Canine. Um, give them a follow. Check them out. Trying to do good things for people that need it. Everybody, it, it checks two boxes. You got veterans. Everybody loves veterans. Everybody loves and veterans. everybody loves dogs. So, boom. Bada bing. Bing bong. Bing bong. Too early. <laughs> but we got Kyler here. Kyler owns um, Piedmont Environmental. Sir. Dumpsters. Roll-off construction stuff. It's, uh, I can't wait to get into this. I mean, you brought us house wine from the Teresi's, so. Best thing is drinking out of a Dixie cup. There's nothing better than that. Yeah, I don't know if you get much more, like, no. gangster than a no. Dixie cup. Like, it's like, what what does a gangster drink out of? Gina's um Maybe a Dixie cup or a snifter, maybe. Joe's grandfather's the gangster of the red wine. Yeah. He drinks out of a little uh, glass. Like, like not even, like, a scotch glass. It's like a little, it's just like this. A little smaller. Just a little bit smaller. A little so glass every night for dinner. It's one, one a night. That's about it. It's delicious. Yeah. I'm not, I, I like to think I like wine. I don't know that much about wine other than I like to drink it. Yeah. I think, you know, when you travel overseas, like Italy, um, been to Albania, like anywhere in the Mediterranean, they 
like every restaurant you go to kind of has a house wine. Yeah. And they'll put it on the table with like the bread and everything. Just give you these little glasses and it's just kind of like you don't really drink water. You just kind of yeah. <laughs> sip the wine. Yeah. And this tastes a lot like that. It's just delicious. You don't have to look at the wine list when you go overseas. Yeah. Because the house wine's like your best option. In a Pellegrino bottle. Yeah, he comes in, and I was like, oh, he's bringing hydration. He's bringing yeah. water with him. Yeah, he's like, no, this is a gift. Yeah, this is Joe's grandfather's. It's like 50 years in the making. Um, so, yeah, we make it every September. It's, it comes out really good. You know? Do you know the recipe? Um, you I, Kind of. Yeah, I've learned it. They're just grapes from um, California. You get them, they get them from the South Philly market and, and break them up. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I've learned it enough where I know – what they what which which grapes they use in the process mm. it's really interesting it's very um it's very natural there's no preservatives or anything added to it just breaking up some grapes and watching it boil and sometimes when on its own i know my wife drinks a lot of wine she's not an alcoholic or anything i don't want it to sound like that <laughs> she drinks a lot of wine she's got a problem <laughs> mouth is purple but uh yeah every now like I'm not a big drinker. I'll tr- like when she gets something, I'll you know try and like, I'm like yeah, it's pretty good. But this, like, if every restaurant had some of this, I would get one all the time. Yeah, yeah. it's re- like really, really good juice. Yeah, it's like you. Yeah, I I, I can't drink drink um, cheap wine anymore. Like um like just like the Rex Goliath from a wine store. Mm. There's too many sulfates in it, and it just it just burns up like your stomach. I can't. It's just, it's it's no, it's that anything. A lot of cheap wines out there, and it's just filled with sulfates. And um, much rather buy a fifteen twenty dollar bottle of wine from Italy and just enjoy a little bit of it than yeah than some shitty wine from PA stores. That sounds good to me. Yeah. I know absolutely enough. Like we've reached a point on the podcast where I don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, first, boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely definitely would probably. I, I see myself as like an older wine drinker. I'll get into it when I'm older and people think I'm like yeah. sophisticated. Just get into it now, it's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting into it now. Yeah, Definitely. I, I, I enjoy it a lot more than beer anymore. I don't know, just a couple glasses of red. I don't know what happened with beer with me. I like I was talking to I forget who I was talking to the other day. I was just kinda maybe it was Gilmore. I talked to him about everything. I should start <laughs> paying him as like a therapist. <laughs> but I was kind of saying how like like I used to drink so much more beer yeah. and I would drink like heavy beers. And now I drink like one beer and I'm like I'm good. Yeah, I don't need any more of this. Yeah. And then sometimes I drink one beer and I'm like don't feel so good later mm-hmm. in the day. Like it's just not. And yeah. there, there are IPAs and things like that that are he- pretty heavy. But like why drink? I don't know. I just the taste of like Miller like like light beer or anything like that. Like it doesn't really taste that great. I mean yeah. you can lie to yourself and says it say it does, but yeah. I don't know. It's like I'll I'll, I'll have one beer and sometimes I don't even finish it and the waitress will look at me like I'm weird. Yeah. You gonna finish this? I'm like, no, take it. I enjoy good beer every now and then. I just, I don't know, something with wine. Recently, I just enjoy a good glass. Like, like, there's all kinds of good wines, like Malbecs and uh, from Argentina and Spanish wine. Mm. So many good wines. I just enjoy it, a glass or two. Yeah, it's definitely. I think we're we're getting older. Getting older. We're becoming yeah, seasoned I've, gentlemen. I think I've I've, I've tracked myself to that, that Penn State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't you know. have like PTSD yeah, from it. Yeah. You're like you get that beer on your like the if you have like a little bit of natty light, you'll just <laughs> be like, Oh my like god. Natty ice. <laughs> yeah. We drank a lot of Lion's Head too from Wooksburg. I don't even know why. It was just around it was like thirteen bucks a case. Yeah, I don't know why. Damn. We we drank a lot of Lion's Head in high school. 
And it was like whoever brought it was like the cool guy that yeah. time. It's like, oh man, they had the riddles. And you have a bunch of like drunk people solving riddles that weren't that <laughs> smart when they were sober. So yeah. it's like, what's this say? Keystone. Yeah. Yeah. Be, it was a way to go. Uh, Lion, Lion's Head was a good good way to pass the time. Yeah. But was, um, anyway, Piedmont Environmental. Yeah. The reason I like I wanted to get you on here for a long time because we had talked a little while ago about like the business you were starting or now fully in business. Yeah. I think you were just starting when we talked one time or you had been in business a little bit of time. Yeah. It's amazing to me. Like a lot of people that are listening aren't in the construction business, but basically you supply construction businesses or pretty much anyone in need with a roll off dumpster and like the transportation and like all of that, yep. which is wild to me because the cost to get into that business isn't like, you're like, ah, so you, you hear people, especially in the construction field that we're in that are like, you know, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to start installing cabinets. Yeah. And like, you know, they think they got like a drill and an impact gun. And they're like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I got a level. I'm going to go buy some tools. And we'll be good. But with your business, like the, the starting cost to get in is huge. Yeah. Like you got to buy a really expensive truck yeah. to haul the dumpsters. And you got to buy dumpsters. Yeah. And I guess. Help us understand what made you decide to go into that business as opposed to like any other business that you probably could have uh, done. Good. It's a, it's, it's, um, I guess I'll start with going back like 10 years ago. I actually used to own a, uh, an oil recycling business. Okay. Down in Florida with my brother. And it was awesome. I was like 25 years old. Um, <clears throat> I was like two years out of college at Penn State. And then I moved down. He was living in, in Miami. Miami Beach, so I was like, why not? Living fast and recycling oil. Yeah, so um, we went down there. I, I went down there and we started an oil recycling business, and it, it was real. We did really good. I had about three. We had about three hundred restaurants at one point, and um, about f- three or four trucks and uh, a driver, and uh, we did we did really really good with it. And uh, I learned a lot from that business, what to do and what not to do. For about five years, we we're in that business. And, um, you're talking about like kitchen oil, like from, grease from and stuff like yeah. that. Use vegetable oil. It's been through a fryer. And, um, I don't know if you remember, but back in, I don't know what year it was. I'm, I'm losing track of time. Uh, but the wine's really hitting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the good stuff. Yeah. It was, I don't know. It, it was, it, biodiesel and, and ethanol were, um, bec- were really popular. Remember when E85 was, was a, uh, was becoming really popular. GM was adding E85 at the, at the gas yeah. Tank. Everybody was taking like corn to create ethanol, and they were mixing yeah. that with the crude product to try and get you, you know, cheaper gas or get you better gas efficiency mm-hmm. out of your car. Yeah. So um, biodiesel was under that. Um, it was a it was a it was a government subsidy from dur- during um, it was during Obama administration. It was a government s- subsidy. And they gave all the uh, fuel producers a dollar a gallon for all the for for any gallon that they produce. So um, in E eighty five, for E eighty five and biodiesel. Okay. So my our oil that we collected went to biodiesel. So, so would, you would take it from the restaurants as like the rough raw product. Yep. After people were frying up chicken fingers and French fries, you yeah. would come collect that oil right. and then sell it to somebody. Sell it to a biodiesel company. Okay. And, and I would just. We would just um, dewater it and filter it, and um, uh, sell it as just raw used cooking oil. So uh, 
long story short, it, it was it was went really well, and then uh, um, this was when when diesel prices were really high, and uh, after the program, like four or five years, they just cut the dollar a gallon, and 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 diesel prices went down. So the price of used oil that we used to sell for almost three dollars a gallon went down as to now where it's at. S- s- 75 cents a gallon and that happened at like the change of presidents or that happened while um, obama was still in office um it was it was during while obama was in office um when when the subsidy ended they didn't renew it mm. i don't know enough why but um my biggest takeaway from that was never to be involved with um um a government incentivized a government a, a like a government back program i guess yeah, you'd say yeah or or a market that could fluctuate so much. And while I was collecting grease, I was always in the back of these restaurants and these alleys and always found an interest in trash. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so it's an economy proof business. I mean, I mean, you have to get rid of trash no matter what. So that's what's driven me to be in the trash business. So you saw kind of like a protective hedge against like different threats because like you're like, well, people. It's like kind of like haircuts. Everybody still needs a haircut. Everybody yeah. like your toilets are going to get clogged. Like the plumber yeah. is always going to be in business. Right. The electrician's always going to be in business. Yep. The trash man's always in business. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So there, there were. It's driven me to that. I moved home, and uh, got out of the business. We sold off. We sold off, um, the business, and um, it ended up. You did okay. Working out. Yeah, we did really good for five years, and we just. It was it was tough for me to do that, but we had to financially. Just the market dried up, and it was out of our control. So it's um, very. Um, a lot of people hang on to businesses, yeah. well past their maturity or like peak. Um, right. It says a lot about you that you were like, "Hey, the, the this ride's over. Yeah, we, we've got a transition." Yeah, and and um, I learned a lot from that. Thanks to my brother, he helped me like you know fund it and started it up and he had a full-time job but i was down there at 25 single just winging it and uh we did really well with it i learned a lot with sales and operations and so your brother had like a full-time job what was he doing uh medical sales okay so yeah. he was kind of like the money guy yeah. and you were operations guy yeah okay sleeping on his couch in miami beach yeah <laughs> so <laughs> so it was an okay time. couch you know yeah we had a good time how old how much older than your than you is your brother. He's three years older than me. Three. Are you guys close? Yeah. Should we should we, should we say his name on the podcast? Yeah, Christian. Christian, yeah. yo, thank you, Christian, yeah. for yeah. The, the grease business yeah. or the oil and grease business. Yeah. So we learned a lot from that, and um, um, it was kind of like tough for for us to decide to get out of it. Mm. But I actually part of it was me wanting to move home and be with. We were talking about it earlier, Joe. Joe. Joe's sister. You're married to Joe Teresi's sister. Yeah, yeah. So a lovely lady. Yeah. I yeah. can I can I've known your wife. Your wife used to like when we were young teenage boys, we used to like she had her driver's license before us. So you guys were older. Yeah. And we would be like I think she had a prelude. She had a red prelude. Red prelude. And yeah. we would like convince her to take us places. And then like <laughs> once we got there, we'd like convince her to let us drive the car <laughs> and then nobody could drive stick but me and i didn't even yeah. have a driver's license for some reason i could drive stick <laughs> so like i would i, I would be like you know just let me drive it she'd be like no no and joe would be like oh well, we just back it out of the driveway <laughs> and then like that would actually you know we've taken around neighborhoods and stuff <laughs> sorry mrs Teresi. we were just talking about the car like uh about a week ago I the car the was clutch. amazing yeah i burned the clutch on the car so i learned to drive stick <laughs> yeah yeah that car had four-wheel steering 
Yeah, it did. It was one of the few Honda Preludes, or the, one of the few cars at that time that had like real four wheel steering. So like Gina, for some reason, we like I mean she's probably a good driver now, but at the time we thought she was a great driver because she literally like turned that thing around like on a dime. And it wasn't until re- like I got in way into cars later that I was like, oh no wonder she could bust a UB like nobody's yeah. business. The car had four wheel steering. The first car with rear wheel steering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could literally be going straight and then just like turn around. Yeah, yeah, well. just about. But so you came up. How how many years ago did you like move up here and start this endeavor? Um, we got married in seven. Um, Seventeen. Don't mess so it up. I know. I'm, so, I, <laughs> I'm the I'm same so way. Bad I'm the time, same way. Um, we we got married in seventeen, so I moved up like, um, like two years before that, 2015. Okay. And you knew Gina from high school. High school. We went to South together. Yeah. Yeah. We dated in South and went our different ways. I went to Penn State, and then we kind of reconnected after at the end of um, Penn State, and we were on and off, and we weren't. We were wanted to explore. It's just college life, you know? Yeah, yeah. You so, want to see what's out there. Yeah, and then even afterwards, we just, we, we would talk, and then um, we wanted to still explore life, and uh, well, that's when I went down to Florida, and then we just always talked and reconnected, and um, I knew I wanted to move home. We were getting serious, so mm-hmm. uh, moved home. Had to cut ties with the business. That was pretty tough for, for me to do. Yeah, it's always hard. It's always hard to, like, stop a business as an entrepreneur. I've done it a few times. Yeah. Um, sometimes I did it really well where I was like, oh, like, oh, I mean really well in the sense where like, well, this is over. Yeah. Kind of thing. And then sometimes I like held on too long and it really, I guess it cost me emotionally. Um, I have like this wisdom now at the time, like I have this wisdom as of like this year or last year kind of thing. It's like you, you hang on to something past it's like, best time and then like it starts to emotionally weigh on you you start to resent like different aspects of the business or people for like for no real reason other than like you should have made a change so like that's why i was saying it's like really really says something about you that you're like hey look this is over yeah it's tough but can i ask like what businesses there were um yeah like i was involved in like the t-shirt um printing t-shirts and like stuff like that a couple of times um with like success or not success um i've had designs like ripped off yeah i like like we had this one sorry for partying t-shirt that we came out with it like my brother was like fighting with my mom and he's like you know what mom like you know i'm sorry for partying like i'm sorry for having a good time <laughs> like and he was being sarcastic like he was being sarcastic he yeah. was like it was like he was like just like my mom was upset we just got a little too wild one night and she was like you guys need to stop <laughs> and my brother was just like this everybody kind of like my brother was like a magnet for people like everybody was just always wanted to hang out with him yeah and <laughs> i forget what, what i think we put we put hot tub we put bubbles in my mom's hot tub and the bubbles stayed there for too long like yeah. the bubbles were there for weeks because we just put too much bubbles in there and my mom was furious about it even though she didn't use the hot tub i, I understand why and my brother's like, look, I'm sorry for partying. And then I was like, dude, that's a T-shirt. And we ripped off the Run DMC kind of like album cover. Yeah. And made Sorry for Partying. We sold the shirts like out of stock like numerous times. And then one of my friends like around Easter or like May was on the boardwalk in Ocean City. 
yeah. and was like, dude, every one of these t-shirt shops has the shirt design that you had. And yeah, then we were, like, then okay. we were, then we were finding it on websites. Then we were finding it like, so like our shirt design, we probably sold like a few thousand shirts. And then because like we were pumping it out over social media and things like that and like Facebook and yeah. things like that, we're just starting Somebody to become leverage. Um, I was pretty good at leveraging that those platforms in the beginning of their existence. Now it's a little bit more difficult and it got a lot of exposure and everybody else was like, Oh, well that's not trademarked. We'll print yeah. it too. And then at the same time, I forget what the band was or group. I think it was, um, L M F A O. Is that a group? Gilmore? Yeah. Yeah. So they came out with like, um, that's the song shots. It was yeah. like shot, shot, yeah, shot. Yeah. And we marketed the shirts like kind of with the song and got a little bit of trouble for that. So we like couldn't at that point like trademark the design. Oh, okay. We couldn't like there was no protections for us. So like I was pretty pissed, but I didn't, I was younger, didn't have the money to like defend it. Yeah. Uh, I had tradition construction. I started that company in like 2011 and you know that that company changed a bunch of different times i wouldn't say i had to like shut it down ever yeah but i made like transitions where you know when we started we were just my brother and i were subcontractors we would do trim doors basically general contracting type stuff for custom builders right. um, or renovators because we live in an area where there's you know a lot of estate renovations yeah. and things so we did snow plowing mixed with that um, then we went from that business tradition construction changed and we did retail fit out. We did like yogurt land or Avis budget rental cars, like the commercial space. We yeah. would come into buildings and we had really, like I got relationships with all these like commercial, um, I don't know what the job's called. Like it's like the dude for each one of those companies who's like the allocation person, man or lady. And they would go and they'd find like new spots like, oh, this this corner is like a really good place to put like a Hertz rental car. Yeah. And then they would call us and we would like take the model that their corporate person did and we would like do our best to like make that store look like the model. And right. sometimes it was not easy and yeah. sometimes it was like, you know, we would be working in an airport or something like that. And we did really well in the commercial like fit out space, um, but it sucked. Yeah. Like it was just like the same designs all the time or yeah. it's just like you're building like a yogurt place. Like it's not cool. Can't be creative at all. Zero creativity. Yeah. And I kind of lied to myself. Like I was always a creative person. I've always been wildly creative, but I kind of like looked down on creative type people because I was always kind of raised that like, you know, business, finance. We talked a little bit about it on like a podcast or two ago where it's like everybody looks down on like the trades and it like, yeah. And it wasn't so much like, like my mom was just kind of like, well, whatever you guys want to do is good for us. But like my dad was very corporate and was always like, look, like you need like a good job, go to college, get a good degree, get, get with a good company, um, get benefits, all this stuff. And like me and my brother were just wild boys. Yeah. And like that was never going to be an option. Yeah. That was just like having going to a job at a desk and in a building was just never oh, for us. Yeah. So. Like, I, I kind of just, like, tried out different stuff. And, you know, I failed at most of it. And then, like, over the time, like, we started, like, the Revival Audex-type brand came together very slowly. And um, I partnered with Jonathan. And, yeah. and, like, he had, like, a kind of a vision. I kind of had my vision. We came together. And, you know, that was Audex Revival. And it's taken a, it take, it took a little bit of time to kind of, like, 
you have you have two different minds that are very strong. Yeah. And it's like it takes a lot of work and like assistance to like get all that energy focused in one direction. Yeah. And then like once we started kind of like getting to that level, like I, I think we still have some room to grow still. Um, but like once we started like focusing that laser beam together, like things really just kind of like like fine tuned it. Yeah, it just like it just kind of worked out. Like I always wanted to do like the sales and stuff like that. Yeah. But I also really liked building the teams and being out in the field and doing the operations thing. So like we had to figure out like, well, who's the best person for that role? Like, do you do the operations? Do I do? Do you need help? Like all that takes like time. You really, I've learned that like in the beginning when I started out in business, like at age 25, I'm like, why am I not a bazillionaire yet? Yeah. I was like, we have worked so hard. Like, I'm, you know, we have good ideas. Like, why is this not working? And now, at, like, um, 34 now, it kind of makes more sense to me now. It's like you have to make the mistakes fast. Yeah. Identify them and then change. And now I'm kind of like, it, I approach mistakes differently than I used to. Where it's like you identify a problem. Like, you know, the business is, like, not really working for whatever reason. Like, you have to, like, make active decisions to survive better yeah like nobody wants to just coast by and like just survive everybody wants to thrive but that takes a lot of like a lot of mistakes yeah so you know we i've probably been like from high school we had like different side hustles different we were always just looking for opportunity to make money and it wasn't until like my mid-20s that i realized i started putting together that it's not about making money it's about finding people that need help and then helping them really well right. and then doing that over and over again. And then, then you make money. It's like, you can't like people talk to me now and they'll be like, Hey, I got, I got something that I want to like, you know, run by you. I got this business idea, not for me to like invest or get involved with, but they have ideas. Like the most recent one, like I talked to someone who wants to do, um, like glass, like, I don't even glazing of some kind. Like, I don't know enough about glass, yeah. but they're like, well, the market's, you know, it's so up in arms. It's the lead times are this, like I figured out how to do it. Like I'm trying to get a shop space to, to like do these glass panes and like fix this. Cause everybody needs it done and nobody's doing it fast enough. And I'm always like, well, it sounds like you have a problem. You have the solution. Now you just have to find people with that problem and help and do a good job. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd probably say I've failed six or seven times yeah it's funny because like I, I was it's 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 like you kind of find yourself doing that in like high school uh, like I, before high school like i was like i think i was in like sixth grade and i was starting cutting lawns like wheeling around a little push mower uh, around my development hustling like a few lawns and then yeah we started with like different snow removal yeah was probably like the the first like entrepreneurial thing my brother and I did. And my brother was always super supportive. He's big time. He's definitely, he's his own man now. And like, he started becoming like, like we, he went on to a different profession like a few years ago. And, but like, he was always like ride or die. So it was always like some dumb idea I had. And then I was like, what do you think? And he'd be like, all right, I guess I'm in. (laughs) So I was very fortunate to always have him, um, there for me when i was failing yeah because he'd be like it isn't working and i'd be like yes it is and he'd be (laughs) like yeah we'll talk next week yeah and um yeah it's it's really just it's about failing we started snow removal when we were kids 
A lot of people started in the lawn business, but yeah. it took took us both a while to realize, like, hey, business is, like, being out on our own is, like, that was what, we're, like, that's for us. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to your podcast with the, um, just, like, I mean, I think our generation, I'm, th- I'm, th- I just turned 36, like, this month, um, I just, I, I, uh, I, I think our generation is, was just pushed and pushed to go to college. Mm. And I think there was a big, it's a big, it created a bit of an issue because there's, there's, um, kind of lost the, the blue collar tradesman. It's evaporated. It's gone. Yeah. It was like frowned upon to go to tech school. And like, you look at these, these, look at you guys building houses or electricians that are making 80 bucks an hour. It's like, Jesus. Yeah. I I remember when I, like the first job I did is tradition construction we did a fence installation. Um, a little more? Yeah, hit me. Yeah. Hit me, tube sock. Yeah. <laughs> Gilmore, you want some? Yeah. yeah it wasn't an that. It wasn't a question. <laughs> <laughs> Rhetorical. Every, coming out of Penn State, like 40 grand a year was the starting rate for a, a – uh, uh, like was pretty much our, my starting rate for like a – What did you uh, go to school for? For business, for okay. supply chain, I didn't want to go to school for marketing. Um, everyone was at like pharmaceuticals at that time. Every, it was like everyone was going selling machine equipment or pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical sales. Pharmaceutical sales was like the biggest thing when I was in school. So I, I just always liked operations. So I just Penn State um, was really well known for supply chain. So I went to school there, like logistics operations, mm. and I really liked that. But coming out of school in the distribution, and anyone even in sales like the starting rate was 40 grand a year you look at people now that uh didn't even go to didn't even go to school are making you know really good money and trades and and um i know so many people that went to school um i feel like this is almost repeating you've heard this for every everyone's heard this for years but so many people that went to college and never used it and have 50 to 100 thousand dollars in debt just doesn't make sense to me yeah i I still have student debt. I went to college twice. I graduated from Temple in 2011. I started my business in 2011. Um, I, you know, we had the equipment. I had a truck. I had, you know, my brother. We had willpower. We knew how to get shit done. If we didn't know how to do it, we could figure it out. And figuring out our whole life. And at the time, um, I forget what, what the situation was exactly, but like, I was getting rid of a car that I had built, and my dad's like, what are you selling the car for? And I'm like, I'm going to get an F-150, and we're going to start this construction company. And it was kind of already underway. I just didn't say anything to him. And he was like, why? Yeah. And honest to God, like, I never looked back after he questioned that. Yeah. I was like, why? The sheer fact that you're looking at me like I'm an idiot right now, like, we'll talk about this later. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was just kind of like, what do you mean, why? Like, I see all the opportunity. Why do you not see the same opportunity? And it was like, it was foolish and immature of me to kind of expect people to understand what I was after. I was definitely like the kid in college or out of college that would be at the parties, like, talking about business. And it would, like, kill conversations. Yeah. Or there's tons of people you could be like, yeah, it was got, I, I understand now. I can't even tell you how many times I've been told that. Yeah. Where it's like you meet people or you have people come on here and they're like, oh, dude, he was talking about this back in so long ago. Yeah. And I didn't have, I can't say that I'm like a visionary and I didn't have like the vision where I'm at now, 
but I knew there was like there there was a few things I knew for certain. I was going to work harder than anyone else. Yeah. Which anyone else that addition to that statement may or may not matter. Um, but like that's what was important to me at the time. And then like I was gonna figure it out. Like no matter what, like it was not an option to fail. Right. And I've had that mentality since I don't even know how long, like my whole life, maybe like, I was just like, the failure isn't an option. Yeah. We will just keep fighting. Do you find yourself just good at figuring, figuring sh- like stuff out? I feel like it's, a, uh, um, I don't know if I'm, I'm a lot better at it now because I'm calmer. I don't get like, I still get like emotional and fired up sometimes. I'm not going to lie to the listeners about that, but, um, it's just kind of like, I see things for what they are and I admit what they are sooner. Yeah. Like I don't beat around the bush anymore. Like I understand when how like if you you can lie to yourself. There was a bunch of times where I just straight lied to myself. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, I'll just keep doing this. I'm figuring it out. Like, no, it's like it's time to change. Yeah. Like you gotta make a change now. Like, um, I remember probably twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, I was in a relationship that was kind of stagnant. I was not happy with the way my business was going, but I was also like, I went back to school to get a bachelor's degree in architecture. So I was, you know, trying to do the business. Uh, I was living in the city, but all my business was in Bucks County. I was going to Drexel. So like, I was just all, I was just, I was just like a pinball in a pinball machine. I was just bouncing around and, now, looking back on this, I was like, well, yeah, you weren't making any progress because you were trying to do so many things at once yeah. that you were only really giving, like, each thing, like, a little bit of time. Whereas, like, I wasn't fully focused on school, so I was angry. I wasn't fully focused on the business. It wasn't give, yielding what I thought it should. Right. And, like, that was my immaturity as, like, a business owner or young person that was just, like, all I got to do is just work hard. Like, you have to be... Um, you have to be thought out and you have to be conscious and like, um, I don't know what the word is, awareness. Like you have to have self-awareness. Yeah. You have to kind of, at a certain point you have to acknowledge like, Hey, I suck at this part, but I'm good at these parts. Like I need help. Right. I was never good at asking for help. I was just like, I'll just, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. And that was so foolish. And that's probably why I failed so many times is cause like, I was just like, yeah, get myself into these jams. Then I just be like, all right, it's over. Yeah. I, I, um. I don't mean to keep asking different questions. Go for it. But, You're here. But <laughs> um, it's the red wine tub. It is. Uh, <laughs> it's heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, it's funny you say that because I, I, I might be, I think it's people's, um, um, just the way people are built, but I see a lot of people doing different things. Um, I, I, I see people, they're successful too. But I feel like maybe they could be more successful if they focused on one thing. I know so many people that are just doing like, 10 different things. Like, uh, we have our one buddy. He does landscaping, snow removal, fixes house. So you get to fix your heating pipe, <laughs> like your, your, your heating. Yeah, that's plumbing. a huge red flag to me now. Yeah, you just focus on heating and, like, an electrical. I think some people are wired where they can't handle that, and they're, like, ADHD all over the place. And I kind of got into a little, like, it was heading towards, like, a disagreement on the phone the other day. We ha- We had a lady email us kind of like just seeing what kind of needs we had for general contracting type stuff. Yeah. And she'd reached out on Instagram before, you know, we kind of chit chatted. Then she sent a follow-up email to her original email like months later. And this came through like last week. And I responded to the email and I'm like, well, like what, what do you like, what's your, where's your portfolio? What like, let me see. Cause I'm always, 
It's weird. Like you, you heard my buddy just call now and he's yeah. like, Hey, like I got this guy. He's looking for kind of a opportunity that I feel like you might have. Yeah. I don't want to connect you until I, you know, it's a good fit. And I get it. That happens to me a lot. And so people reach out and they're looking for work because they think we have it all. And I sent back something to this woman. I'm like, well, what do you guys specialize at? You just sent me a picture of like a bathroom. You say you do decks. Like yeah. you do this, that, or the other thing. Like, what do you do? What are you good at? Yeah. And I sent her an email back with like six questions. Like how many people are in your company? What's the best thing you guys are at? Like, what are you, yeah. what is your bread and butter? If you could do this all day, every day and make money, what would you do? And she didn't respond to their email. Her husband called me. Who's like the business. Yeah. And he was pissed off. Really? Like the meeting I picked up the phone, you could tell he was a little agitated. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I don't understand this energy, but okay. And I could, after we got into it, I, I could realize I was, he was frustrated, not with me, but like with the questions I was asking. Yeah. And I was like, Hey man, he's like, Hey, well we frame this, we do this. We, you, you guys need deck builders. And I'm like, well, look like this is how we're set up. Like our framer will frame the deck. Yeah. And then sometimes like, you know, he'll put the deck boards down or we'll get someone, you know, that does that. Or one of our guys will do that. But this guy's like, Hey, well we do. I'm like, well, what do you guys do? Like I see tile here. Like you frame houses and he's like yeah, well yeah i'm like well none of the pictures you sent me show anything like that yeah and he's like well, we just finished framing a 2000 square foot edition over here and i'm like okay well like that's that there's not even pictures of that in here yeah i was like dude like we work and he was getting more pushing back on me i, I salute how hard he pushed back because that's sales yeah and i was like look like we work with specialists like if you're the best in the world at tile or like that's what you like i'll hire you for tile yeah and the guy shot himself in the foot because, like, he's like, no. And I'm like, dude, we don't hire GCs. Like, we are the GC, essentially. Like, yeah. I, I hire the best of the best. If you are the best at framing and decks, that's what you should be selling. Like, you yeah. don't do bathrooms and decks. Like, you don't can't be good at both of those things. Yeah, like Joe with, with painting. Like, he's yeah. a really high-end painter. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I do painting. Yeah. I don't do any of this other yeah. stuff. And, like, being honest with yourself like that and, and putting yourself in a niche People think, like, that's a disadvantage. It's like, oh, no, I've got machine guns. I've got artillery. Like, you, you think you need to be a, you know, a small army. Yeah. And when I when I look at that, I'm like, I've been there. I know you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> right? I've been in your shoes. Like, I know you're not good at all of these any, things. I can do everything. You can't yeah. do everything. Jack yeah. of all trades is a big red yeah. flag for us. Right. So I said, hey, man, like, I would love to talk to you more about like whatever it is you do but i don't think this is a good fit like he you're trying the, to he do could be the finisher he'd come do all the little bullshit at the end of the yeah show. that's why i was like i don't know where you fit in like we hire yeah. specialists because like our business is built on quality yeah over everything else and if you're not high quality at one thing or two things like you don't fit into our model yeah and that root like i was just being honest to like be direct and everything and it pissed him off Someone. He got so upset. Yeah. He's like, well, no, we're a capable company. I'm like, I'm sure you are. Sometimes it's going to, yeah. But we're not doing business. And, like, the way you're, like, I didn't say this, but I was like, the way you're behaving now just by me pushing back a little bit on you shows you how you operate. Yeah. I'm not dealing with that shit ever. Yeah. I'm not going to deal with that. All you got to do is ask questions sometimes. I had somebody call me today, and it was, like, a 215 number. And they said, um, and I've had somebody hack, like, my emails recently. Mm. It was weird. Somebody was trying to, like. um Some Russians. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Watch out, man. <laughs> maybe. They're no, probably like, this guy used to be no, Ukrainian. <laughs> I heard your podcast. Don't get me started with the, with the Russian stuff. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll need a dumpster. Yeah. Um, 
he probably works for the um, Biden administration. But anyway, um, now somebody somebody uh, call somebody um, called me and they're like, uh, what did he say? Uh, uh, no, it's an automated it was an automated call and it was like it was like uh, um, they were acting. It, 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 I I could have sworn like hundred percent it was um, PayPal mm. and they're like confirm these transactions. Uh, you have three different things that that, that um, somebody just charged your account, uh, like a Google Play and stuff like that. I'm like, that's that sounds like I didn't even think of it. It just sounded so legitimate. Said so press one, and I answered. And it just some, it just sounded shady. The guy that answered the phone, he's, he's like, hello. Yeah, he's like, hello. I'm, he's like, he's like, what's your na- name? I'm like, what's your fucking name, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's your, what's your, what's yeah, your you're name? talking to the trash man. I'll take you out. Yeah, what's your name? Dude? <laughs> I was like, why are you asking me? So I was like, I was like, um, where are you based out? I just started asking questions. Like, this, this made me think of what you were saying. Is asking questions, and people get agitated. And it just right away, I just there's like a red flag for me because he tells me his f- he wouldn't even tell me his name, and then he eventually hung up on me, and I knew it was it was fraud. Scammers, dude. scammers. But sometimes the point is you just got to ask questions, and you get, I guess. Get yeah, them. it's really. Um, I've gotten really good at asking. I don't want to say the right questions, but asking good questions. Yeah. Um. You you with enough you experience enough bullshit, and you you know the wise age of thirty four yeah. that you're like, <laughs> you were wise at like thirty four, thirty six. Yeah, kind of. I know. I know for like how much I've grown in the last couple of years. I know that there's like so much more potential. Yeah. For me to grow into, but I'm very aware of the stuff I don't know now. Yeah. And now when I'm like, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about this. I immediately just trust that instinct. I'm like, mm, yeah. I don't know about this kind yeah. of thing. And, you know, and you end up here. Yeah. But we we deal we deal with some of that. You but guys built some awesome houses, man. I watch it on Instagram. It's I awesome. ap- I appreciate that. We'll have to get you. Out. Know, I'll be honest. Is the Piedmont dumpster on the side? Yo, <laughs> was, apparently, John. We <laughs> no, we reached out to you guys. Yeah, John called you guys like a week or so ago, and apparently, like you, all your dumpsters were out or yeah. something like that. He um, it's he's a shopper, man. He is. It's kind of a that's fun his line job, up. dude. He's negotiating. But I can go so many different directions, but. <laughs> I have like I'm like all, all over the place sometimes, but um, um, me too. So so so, like sometimes you don't walk on certain on people's toes. It's kind of an interesting business that I'm that I'm in. Um, mm, I would back, definitely agree. Going back to the the grease days, everyone was cutthroat. Steal they would, that's a whole other story. People would steal the oil. Um, so they would show up and like take a business's oil that you're uh, obligated to take. I could have a podcast about people stealing our oil. <laughs> but people would st- open a drum and behind a restaurant suck it out. So then we got these dumpsters made. They would cost us like like $800 and it was fabricated steel. They'd cut through the tops and then get a one-inch hose and stick it in there. So then I got extra um, rebar and different things to, to um, expanded metal. Mm-hmm. To, then they eventually just put a plasma cutter to the back of it. I was oh, like, Jesus. Damn. Where there's a will, there's a way. Twelve gauge steel. I'm like, I'm, I'm losing, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got a plasma cutter in their truck just to steal the oil. It's like that dude's yeah. serious about stealing oil. <laughs> yeah, they would steal all of our stuff down there, and um, everyone was cutthroat. Um, all the comp- competition hated each other, and um, here this business I've got into is really kind of interesting. Like, we kind of network a little bit with each other. Um, I do a lot, and I enjoy it. 
I work with a lot of different haulers. We all kind of know each other. Mm. Um, if if uh, we're having trouble or we can't take care of some jobs, I'll pass it on to some people, like my one buddy in Doylestown, and um, I dump at DWR. You guys use DWR. Mm. Kind of a fine line, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I don't want to step on certain people's toes. There's so much work out there that I don't really need to. Um, yeah, it's tough for us um, right now. Uh, what little I know about, like, the, the dumpster world um, they're charging us new, like all these companies that we do a tremendous amount of business with. Yeah. Like when we have dumpsters at houses, like the house we're building in Buckingham right now, that dumpster from the start of the project to the end of the project might get swapped out 10 times. Oh, and that's, that's a good. decent amount of revenue for a hauler, like a, yeah. a container company. So they, our container company just like surprised us and started charging like you know, administration fees, we'll call them. Oh, really? And we were like, whoa, 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 whoa. And they're like, well, you know, dumpsters are costing more money because gas and costs and COVID and this, that, the other thing. And we're obligated to our customers to like do right by them. So we're going to shop the prices and then, or we're going to push back and be like, we're not paying that. That's ridiculous. Like, okay, charge us that. We'll go somewhere else. And then they're like, well, you know, Wait. Wait a minute. Yeah. Hold on here, and then, or you're dealing with like a salesperson or a rep that doesn't know like how much business you do with them. Yeah, and we're we're definitely not the biggest, de- like dealing with a company, but yeah. I know, like we're buying a lot of we're renting a lot of containers at one time, so like it was kind of odd to me when they started charging us like these like weird f- transaction fees and stuff like that to Did like they tell you before or after the fact. Uh, it w- out and them? No, it was like one of those like, oh, where'd these costs yeah. come from? And then you hit them up and they're like, well, that started it. And be like, okay, yeah. well, like you Send can't just like do that. Yeah. You think we're going to pay this? Yeah. You just surprised us with some fees? No. And that puts a bad taste in our mouth. So I'm, I'm sure I don't, that's not really my, my focus here at our company, but I did hear about like how we were shopping the prices around a little bit and the markets, you know really tough right now also because there's only so many dumpsters right. only so many dumpster companies or only so many waste plants yeah you know and renovations and construction is like whew. yeah so production's up and the supply is not so this you know raise your prices i guess yeah well this winter is like summer man. it's nuts like, we'll see what happens it's it's unfortunate for companies that do that because they think like what is happening now is forever yeah. It's a foolish thing you can most foolish thing you can think in business. Save your money and you gotta you gotta plant seeds for rainy days. And when you're shitting on companies yeah. that, you know, will survive rainy days, you know, God willing, like yeah. we'll remember it. When you're yeah. hurting for business right. and we've got builds going still, yeah. like it's gonna be like, Well, you remember that time? Yeah. You slapped us with some bullshit fees. We don't do business with you anymore yeah. because of that. And it's not being petty, it's not we're obligated to do a few things we're obligated to protect our team we're obligated to deliver the customer the product that we promise them right. and the are the rest of our obligations are just kind of like do you know good honest business like yeah. if you're not doing that we're not obligated to be any type of way to you yeah especially if you're being shady and like throwing on like hidden fees that's, and stuff like that pisses me yeah. off that's like almost what like the big guys do like republic and them What's funny is I, I have a few front load accounts, um, like almost you have like here, like small dumpsters. Where you come in and you like scoop it up. And yeah, like and I sub it out. I don't do that. I just do roll off. Um, but I manage the the the, the, the accounts. Accounts, yeah, and um, they just they um, 
waste management bought out the, the place, the company I used to deal with, and I deal with them now, and you could just call them, and they'll throw these fees on, and it'll used to be, it would be like 200 bucks a month, and now it's like, like over, over like a year, it'll go up to like three, 400 bucks a month. They just jack it up like 50% over time. Well, they we'll don't get, tell you, they just, they just keep. Yeah, that yeah. pisses me off. We don't hidden fee anybody, yeah. so don't do it to us. But you can call them and say, fuck you, I'm leaving. Yeah, and they'll put it right back to two hundred bucks. Yeah, it's insane. And it's that's like, that's that that is almost more infuriating for me in the is. first place, especially if you have like, um, I know a few people that are either famous from Instagram or sports or whatever, and it's like I heard a story recently about like um, a gym membership situation, and the individual they did it to is you know pretty successful yeah and pretty well known and like can be outspoken and something happened where they you know messed up his credit card number or something and they're like well we, we technically canceled your account we're going to, have to reopen your new account and we're going to charge you the new account holder fee yeah and he was like what huh. i've been coming here forever yeah and they were like well that's business and then he was like all right well Business is closed. Like, yeah. I'm out of here. And then somebody called him from that company and was like, look, look, the person you're dealing with is new. They didn't know who you were. And then that even pissed him off even more we'll because old, he's like, who we'll does? Give, it doesn't matter who I am. We'll give you the old rate. Well, like, yeah. it doesn't matter who I am. Like, the fact that you even do that at all to, like, valued customers is ridiculous. I'm not coming back. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And I was like, good for you. Yeah. And, you know. They shouldn't do that. Like, that, yeah. like. It's good business. Com- companies shouldn't just throw on these admin fees. Um, they should let you know, like uh, transparency. That's yeah, all we're asking right, for. Like, right. it's not so much like the cost of it. Like, the cost of doing business is the cost of doing business. Yeah. But you know, we're very open and honest with like what people's projects cost. Probably more so than any other company. Yeah. Like our clients trust us <clears throat> because we're so like transparent with all that stuff. Like they know how we make money. Yeah. And we're not like some people are like, oh, we gotta hide the markup, we gotta hide the prop. It's like no, our our customers expect us to make money. Yeah, it's like you you want to keep doing business, they want us to win, but we're honest about it, and you know at the same time we're obligated to like protect them. So when somebody throws on like some hidden fees like that, we're like, you're not only just affect, you're not only just pissing us off, but we're like the bodyguard for our customers' yeah. project. Like it's we're obligated to like say no. You know what pisses me off even more too is like when they don't when when you're you're a good customer of theirs, but when you're just like the one off customer. I dealt with recently with a vendor for dealing with my truck, <clears throat> and um, it's just like like they kind of threw me to the side because I'm like a, I, like I don't have thirty trucks like AJ Blazinski. Mm. I was like I was like that's kind of bullshit. I would never do that to anybody. I would never treat you differently. I mean, I might put you as a priority if you have thirty trucks compared to the guy that's got you know, two trucks. Um, but I would still treat you just as good as a customer as they are. <coughs> Is that COVID? Excuse are you going to kill us all? Yeah, I have COVID. He's going to kill us all, dude. <laughs> I got the antibodies. <laughs> me too, yeah, dude, we're protected for like yeah, two cough years. cough on me, good. Yeah, dude, cough in his mouth. It's fine. No, I've you won't. Talking too much. <laughs> you won't lie on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would take it too far, maybe. <laughs> no, I, I definitely, I, I resonate with that, like, a lot because there's projects that like we we have a variety of projects we have like kitchen renovations and then at the same time we're building a custom home yeah and i've had customers and this will piss me off and i've lost my cool a couple of times like 
not wildly lost my cool, but like pushed back on customers, like the smaller guys, like, oh yeah, I know things yeah. aren't getting done here because you guys are at the bigger job. And I'm like, excuse me? Yeah. I'm like, no, that's not how things are going here at all. The sheer fact that you're implying that means I, you know, maybe failed at explaining things to you or whatever. But like the person, like what we're waiting for your, your project has nothing to do with that bigger project. Yeah. We have a whole other team working on that project yeah. that's completely unrelated to yours. We're waiting on materials for your project. That's why we're not here. Yeah. Like the fact that you, we're treating you less because of like your project smaller is something that we spend, we actively don't do. Yeah, we treat even if we, we like don't make as much money as we thought on your project. Like we're still to the end. It's the same high quality project because it's not it's not always about the money. It's about you need money to survive and keep doing business. But like yeah. we're built on quality. So when somebody implies that we're focusing on somebody else's project because they might be paying us more money, that's just not the case. Yeah, it's not the case. And honestly, like if you broke it down to like small project to big project, like you're kind of all paying the same amount of money. Your project's just smaller yeah. in volume. It doesn't matter. The profitability is still the same. The fees are still pretty much the same. Like everything's the same. So it's like, we're still making the same money yeah. if, if we're here or there. So like, no, that's not happening. I've so seen a lot of companies do that though. And it it's, just happened to Maria. So I'm like, it I'm does like, happen. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> but we do so much work to not be those guys yeah. that when somebody like remotely implies that we are, it's, it's like hard for me not to take it right to the heart yeah, and be like, personal. and get like upset. Be like, no, like we spend so much time and energy trying to be high quality to everyone, no matter of like you're a one percenter or, you know, you have two working professionals saving up money to do the product. Like yeah. we don't care. Our goal is to make happy customers because happy customers make more business. Right. And it took us, I mean, I'm not going to say us. It took me a very long time in business to like realize what it means to be successful in business and what it takes. It's really just helping people really well so that you help them so well, they pay you. Yeah. And then you help their friends or you help their family members or you help the people that come and visit their house or like, it's yeah. all about helping people. Yeah. Cause if they're happy with that small kitchen, then they're going to pass it along to their uncle who owns a construction, not a construction business, but it'll be like, it'll be like, a, they'll be like, Oh, my uncle, customer. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah, sure. Definitely help them yeah, out. Right. So it's really just being being good to people. And I, I learned, too, um, throughout just um, my last business and this business. And this is, dude, I started this this time last year. I left my job. It's only been one year. I, I started my business about two years ago. I started bro three years ago, actually. I started brokering. But last year, I was doing it on the side. Last year, I took the, the leap of faith. The balls. Yeah, you bought a you bought a really expensive truck. Yeah, how much was your first truck? Can I ask that? Thirty grand, absolutely. Thirty grand. Thirty. And grand. how much with a new one? Um, only forty five. You buying these used? Buy them used. And you I buy them from them like a, I, the new one. I I I bought it for forty five. But how much money did you put into the truck? Probably after you got? Uh, at this point about fifteen. Yeah. So but you, that truck new is about two fifty. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand dollar truck. Right. That we're getting for forty grand and throw another fifteen right, and you're right. good. Yeah. But that's what it takes to get started. I didn't yeah. build my business with a brand new truck. Yeah. And right. same in the oil business. I started out with a little Chevy Silverado picking up five gallon jugs. And then it, it built you you slowly build it up and like learn what you need. Um this is kind of different because you just have to You have, have to heavy, buy the heavy equipment. You have to have a heavy truck, but in Florida I learned um just to kind of learn the ropes and figure it out. I'm kinda good at just figuring it out. And I kinda um started up the small truck getting some smaller accounts and I learned what you need 
and got some bigger equipment and eventually got a big pump truck and, and things like that. But, um, what do you, when you say like you're good at figuring things out, like what do you, what is it about you that like makes you good at figuring things out? I don't out? know. Is just it like just like, will just to figure shit out. I don't know. Like I'll, I'll do whatever I have to do to figure something out. And it's probably my best trait. Yeah. Um, we call, I think that's called resilience. Yeah. I just, whatever I have to do. I, I've been good at it in Florida. My last job. What'd you do before you went out on your own? This um, time? In between there and here, you had a job? Um, yeah, for about f- five years, I worked for um manufacturing company. Mm. I went back to going to... Supply chain. Supply chain. Yeah. And, good uh, thing you're out of there now. Really good people. Um, the supply chain. You just say supply chain, and people are like, Corona supply chain. It's all, ma- <laughs> it's all messed up. Supply you hear about, about windows? Yeah. You know about supply chain. It's all, it's Dude, all people, horrible. <laughs> people, like, I'll see people at the gym. And uh, I keep to myself there in the morning, but, like, I've been trying to, like, be nicer to everyone around me all the time. Yeah, you can hear me. Yeah. That, like, it's just kind of like people are kind of just asking me, Gilmore, you want some? Yeah. Yeah. Again, not a question. You got a question? No, I said again, not a question. No. Just give it to me. <laughs> take the whole bottle. There you go. No, Cheers. Okay. Yeah, Gilmore's yeah. off camera drinking his face home. Yeah. Um, the Teresi house wine. Yeah. Um, yeah, people will be like, oh, what do you do again? And I'll be like, it's sponsored by Teresi Housewine. Right. Shout out. Sam Pellegrino. <laughs> um, EBA has Pellegrino. Yeah, hopefully nobody hits us up and they're like, oh, you got to take that off your podcast. Yeah. We do not We do not condone. I'll be like, nope. You don't reuse those Pellegrino bottles. Nope. Talk to our legal department. Staying. Here's, here's the number for my legal team and just give them like a 1-800 number to like, I'll give him Piedmont Environmental's number. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He'll be like, dude, he'll call me. He'll be like, dude, I got another one of those calls. They wouldn't yeah. give me their name. <laughs> no, I, I I'll be buy, like, I'm sending them to you. <laughs> I buy the cases from Costco just to reuse the damn Pellegrino bottles. <laughs> yeah, you probably got to stack, you gotta stack <laughs> yeah. them up. You That's fancy. Great. Yeah. But um, I don't even know what we were saying. Uh, oh, the supply chain. Yeah, people like at the gym in the morning, they'll be like, what are you doing again? I'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm in construction. So will be like, oh, what is, this, is the supply chain hurting you guys? I'll be like, what do you the do? Supply chain. The supply chain. I'll be like, what, what do you guys that mean? What Wait, do what you do? The supply chain. The yeah. supply chain. I'll be like, what, which part of it? The yeah. window, the door. Like, there's so much stuff we buy. It's like, what yeah. are you talking about? It's funny to me. It's like the average people, especially in Bucks County. I make fun of the Bucks County housewives a lot. Yeah. I probably shouldn't say that here, but <laughs> No, you can say it here. It's probably no women are listening it to this was, show it was really. Make me think of your, <laughs> your show recently. I was thinking about it today. Um re- the last one that uh just how how ignorant people are on the road cuz I'm on the road all day and um dude, it really it I'm getting I'm like I have probably like four or five dash cams I have in my that. checkout cart. Yeah. I'm like researching sure. which one I yeah, want because I am getting a dash camera. The shit that happens to me, drive, I drive 30,000 miles a year. First thing I do, dash cam. I have it on both my trucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, your commercial. So, like, for you, like, people pull, pull people pull out in Dude. front of trucks that size. They don't even realize what it takes so to stop. It's in the rain. It happens to me, like, like a couple times a week. Wow. Like, I'll be, like, coming down a hill, like, completely loaded. And they'll just... Pull right out in front of you, like, just or they'll pull out in front. Like the worst was like when I'd have like a car trailer or a trailer on my truck, and people would pull out and be like, "Do you know what it takes to stop you don't me care. right here? You don't f- care about their frappuccino from Starbucks." Yeah, it's like, and they're texting all the time, yeah. dude. I've seen so much shit. The other night, we were sitting at, um, we were heading like east or what? I forget where we were. We were heading east on the bypass. We were stopped at the traffic light where the knack is. Yeah. We're in the turn lane to go left to Newtown Brewing. Right. And my wife and I are sitting there talking. I'm looking, and somebody coming this way 
a car on a no turn on red pulls out onto the highway at the knack. And I'm like slow motion. I'm laying on my horn because I see the car coming <laughs> at 55 around the corner. Yeah. And there's a reason it's no turn on red. They're on their horn. They just swerved around that car. I'm like, if they're like, if they had pulled into the fast lane, that car would have just smashed into the front yeah. of us. And, and I'm like, I'm sitting here. I can't even move away. And I looked at her. I looked at my wife and I was like, I got a little bit of a rage issue. Yeah. And I literally was just like, grouping the steering wheel. I'm like, I'm going to turn around. And she's <laughs> like, no, no, no. We're, let's, Make Where the left. Going? Where are they going? They're going to Michaels. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> they're like oh, I got to turn here. There's no cars coming. It's like, no, you're turning onto yeah. a highway from zero. Like, you have to go from zero to 55 yeah. faster than that car hits you. But that, like, three seconds that they're trying to save if they're going to Michaels, it just, like, like they don't realize. like It saves nothing. Like, you're you're dead if a car hits you. I watched you a guy today. I was a 95. I, I, I try to stay out of the city as much as I can. I was down there, and um, this guy cut two lanes across from me, in, fr in front of me, two lanes Cuts across, no 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 turning signals, and it's ninety five north, and it's backed up. He goes around me two lanes and throws it in reverse. I'm like, what the fuck are what? you doing? He missed the exit. No, he drove five hundred yards in reverse onto an on ramp in ninety five. Uh, yeah, swerves like around two different cars in reverse. See, I get mad, and like I support the police. I don't have any problem with the police, but in Newtown, at least, like they sit on the bypass. Yeah. And you see people do dumb shit. Yeah. And you're like, dude, there's a cop right there. Why isn't he doing anything? And you drive past them and they're like this. Looking at their phone. Yeah. <laughs> Looking down at their phone. In the, in the center median. Yeah. I saw it twice today. Literally, it's fresh in my mind. I, I probably saw it three times last week. And yeah. I'm like, wait, that cop didn't see anything because he's not even looking at the road. Yeah. We were parked in the middle of a highway trying to catch people doing shit. And right. you're not even paying attention to doing shit. It's like, that's kind of unsafe to me, too. It's kind of like... I don't know if I, even if I'm in a police car or whatever, like, I don't know if I would sit in a spot that I could potentially get crashed right. into just to sit on my phone. Yeah. It's like, that kind of seems unnecessary risk. Right. But circling back around to the, I call them the Bucks County Housewives. And, um, they, like, it's just funny to have people have no like, idea what goes behind. I, I, I just have an operations background. And I really enjoy, like, operations. I worked in, in, in wastewater pump stations and all, all kinds of stuff. And, and, um, uh, when I moved when I moved home from Florida, I actually worked for a waste hauler, and then I worked in wastewater. So I was always kind of interested in waste, and I worked for these different kind of companies, and I kind of learned it. Mm. And um, it's just so interesting that what people have no clue what goes behind supply chains and operations behind like buildings and what it takes to get their shit down the drain from a toilet into a into a into a sewer main down to a wastewater treatment plant, and like it's kind of. You know, sidetrack, but like you're 100 percent right. Chains, like they have no idea what goes, what's like, like what goes behind to getting their stuff from, from Amazon to their doorstep. It's just it's insane. It's and people, the problem is, you know, screw, like I hate Amazon for the simple fact that, um, hold on, I lost myself here. <laughs> we down, Gilmar. Oh no, we down oh, bad. No, plug it in. <laughs> so I can hear myself talk. Yeah, that's important. That's important. <laughs> Um, like right now we're dealing with doors and windows are like the, 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 it's a pain point this week. Like I have one house where I got half of the exterior doors delivered last week and the rest were supposed to be in the order, but they weren't. Right. So I'm like, yo, where the hell are my doors? It's become like acceptable though. And they never know. There's never an answer. Like yeah. they'd be no, like, uh, it's kind of like, and I, and I'm. 
I, I mean, I blow back on our supplier. I've learned to like not, because the first couple of times it happened, I'm like, what do you mean you don't know where half of my $100,000 order of shit yeah. is? Or maybe it's not that much. I don't know, situationally. Yeah. But it's like, oh, well, you know, the truck comes in on Thursday and whatever's on it from that manufacturer, that's like what we get. We don't really like, there's no tracking numbers. And it's like, if you have a customer involved, they're like, what do you mean? Yeah. You don't know where the doors yeah, are. Right. I can give you all that money. What do you mean? And it's like, you're supposed to be the high quality builder that's on top of everything. Yeah. And it's like, well, like, let me explain something to you. That manufacturing company is so backed up that they're just shipping things out as fast and as sh- they, they can. And they're like, dude, I literally know when my Amazon package is getting here today. How come the, like, the door doesn't have a tracking number on it? It's like, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Because that company doesn't going to invest in that because you're still going to buy doors from them. Yeah. And they don't care. Because they don't have time to. Right. It's not they don't they don't hate you. They're not like screw your project. We're only gonna send you half the doors. They just weren't ready yet. Do they explain what the problem is? Is it? Is it's it usually like just like truck, trucking. Truck. Like yeah. there's not enough trucks. There's not enough right. truck drivers. They send they every truck they get like the, they'll be like yeah look like w- the the delivery we got from that manufacturer like the the eighteen wheeler that came in the semi was fully loaded. Can, it wasn't there wasn't no free space. So they literally put as much shit onto the yeah. truck as they could. And there just wasn't room for your shit, so it was like, ah, okay. Can anybody explain though? What's what? What is this huge shortage of laborers? Like, I want to know. Like, I, I wish someone. Dude, can we've gotten into that so many times. I have so, no idea. Do you know what I think it is? Hit me. Um, I think it's, I think it's our government continuously paying, um, unemployment. Unemployment. Stuff. That's the, the only thing. That's stopped, the only thing you can think of. Bucks a week stopped, and I, that stopped, and I thought like, like we're gonna see an influx of like, um, of. People, labor. labor and and you know I, i'm looking for truck drivers i'm not even touching right now because i know like the people you're hiring are like meth heads yeah i want a really good you want a good driver driver and i'm not even touching it. i'm good just doing it on my own for right now and i'm newer and just started not too long ago but um what like i want an answer like i think i mean i read like i read like the bureau of labor statistics reports i read like the BEA Bureau of Economic Analysis reports. Yeah. They come out um usually both of those come out quarterly and it'll be about like the la- like this previous quarter. Yeah. So like when the quarter ends like the following week or two like that report will come out. And there is a huge difference between the available jobs and the available people to work. And what people don't realize about like unemployment and and the like the labor number the way that number is calculated is, um, and I might get this like this. This might be ninety percent accurate because I'm not going to capture all the information. But they, you lose your job, you yeah. apply for unemployment, you are in the labor pool, but you don't have a job. After a certain number of months, you're pulled out of that number if you don't have a job, or you're assumed that you're no longer in the labor force. Like, yeah. like somebody like my mom, you know, got her like forced retirement years ago and she retired, you know, relatively early. And like, that was it. Like she didn't get unemployment. She got her severance and then started receiving her benefits and her retirement kicked in. And so like, she was never considered part of like the labor pool that wasn't working. So like, if you're out of that for long enough, they just stop considering you part of it. So like, that's a factor. The unemployment numbers, like I have been reading a lot of like anecdotal evidence where people are talking about, um, specifically people that have their jobs listed on like indeed.com. It's like if you're an employer and you've got all these jobs listed, 
Um, I've had a couple people tell me how they like will get people call in to apply for the job or like we'll fill out the application on LinkedIn or Indeed or whatever. And they'll be like, hmm, okay. And then they'll interview them, do a phone interview. And it's like all bullshit. Because while you're on unemployment, you need to show that you're at least trying to get jobs. So you do... You do bullshit interviews, you don't get the job or you don't accept it, and then you just keep getting unemployment. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't understand that or I don't resonate with that because I've never been someone to like sit on my hands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I've never been someone that's like, you know what, I'll just, I'll take a few months of unemployment. I mean, I don't get unemployment if I, I've never, I don't contribute so you don't get unemployment. I'm not W-2 employee. Yeah. So like. There is no option for me to, like, coast. Like, I heard so many people that were like, yeah, I, I'm on unemployment right now, so I'm going to start a business. Yeah. Like, what? Wait a minute. You're. I mean, like, okay, I guess. Like, we're financing you to, oh, I mean, I guess you're not playing video games, so can I really be that mad about it? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I get very frustrated by people that are like, you know, I'm just going to take a well-deserved vacation. It's like, what? Yeah. That's not... That is so un-American. Yeah. Then that's like not how I was. Ra- I mean, obviously we were raised to look down on the blue collar workers, yeah. so maybe we didn't get, get <laughs> right. it completely right. Yeah. But like, I-, I was always, you know, under the impression that like if you show up, you work hard, you don't give up, you keep fighting, like eventually everything will, you know, come together, no matter what you're doing. Yeah. So when I see these people like taking a year or two off, like. I don't think they've fully encapsulated how stupid they are. Yeah. Like you think you'd game in the system, but what you don't realize is like right now there's a labor shortage, but what happens when there's like not enough jobs Yeah. and then you have two years less experience than the person that worked these last two years right. or three years by the time we get around. So it's like you go into that job. You just took two a year vacation. You go for an interview and they're like, okay, well, what would you do the last year? And they're like, um, I worked on personal development. It's like, well, what does that mean? It's like, well, I, I you know, I really set out to read 12 books. I wanted to read, you know, one book a month, but I, I really only, I got halfway through this one book and it was really good and impactful. Yeah. It's like your future employer is like, ugh, this person's not doing it, not getting after it. Yeah. Nobody wants somebody working for them that's not going to do right by the business. At yeah. least we don't. Like, I'm not, I would rather not hire anybody then hire someone to fill space. Yeah. Like we are done as a company hiring space fillers. Yeah. We like, it was a conscious thing we did a long time ago, cleaned house a while ago and then started rebuilding. And now it's like, just get like really good people, right? Yeah. We only hire the best or we hire people that are the best, either people like they're, they're great people and we build them the skills they need. Yeah. Or we coach them into those skills. And God damn, like that's a hard path, but your your company and your product are like safer. Your customers are safer yeah. with that path. Like I will get somebody that's, you know, a younger person and, you know, coach them up until they're ready to manage a product. Like I'll I'll give you the opportunities. All you have to do is deliver for me when I give you like the stepping stones. Yeah. And we have we have somebody, we have young Brian who's 21 years old and he's managing, you know, massive renovations. Yeah. And people are like, wait, how old is Brian? I'm like 21. I'm like, he's, what, like, what, how did this happen? Yeah. I'm like, he gives a shit. Yeah. He shows up and he cares. Right. And he just, every responsibility that he was given over Age the years, he just handles it. Yeah. And it's never like, 
There's no drama. It's like, oh, yeah. this is a problem, but like we get to solve this problem. Right. So I think we just are the American dream and mentality has just been lost on like people that wanted participation trophies. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what it is. It's like yeah. you're dealing with a bunch of people that haven't won shit. Yeah. They've never won in their life. I just don't understand. And nope. Not getting into any politics at all. Like how these people are getting paid to sit. Like if there's a, if there's a, a shortage, Our, like they're, it's our debts going through the roof. Like, we're just printing money and paying unemployment. We're and just paying unemployment. So, like, how long does this continue? How long is there shortages uh, on... And it's affecting it's affecting everybody. It's affecting both until, sides. Until the market crashes or there's some sort of correction, it's going to keep going this way. You think it's going to... You think... Do you expect anything in the two, another 2008? Uh, I think it'll be different than 2008, yeah, but I do expect something. Worse? Or uh, I don't see how it could not be worse. Yeah. I mean, I I went to school for economics not because I thought, like, I'd be a, tr- a day trader or hedge fund manager. Like, right. I went to economics because I was good at math, and it was interesting to me. Um, So, like, I'm – I manage, like, my own financial portfolio. Like, I, I'm, I read – like, I, I'm – I don't have to read any of that stuff. And, yeah. like, I love, like, financial news and data analysis. Like, that's just kind of, like, my weird, you know, side passion. Yeah. And – you read this stuff and like these indicators are kind of like, eh. like yeah. everybody's like, oh no, the market's okay, and I'm like, eh. scary, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, you it's really back scary. To what you're saying, like, like how could I, 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 um, the dumpsters right now, and you originally asked me how, how much like capital you put in a business like like this, the the um, the, do you know how much in brand new thirty yards going for right now? Like the steel big one. big metal dumpster. I'll buy one. <laughs> yeah. How much is it? Uh. A forty order I found out yesterday from my one buddy who's got a really big trash company. He's uh, twelve grand. So the we're talking about 30, like the th- big metal dumpster on construction sites or at like ten, waste places. Ten, say a thirty order is going right now for ten thousand five hundred. Ten thousand dollars and La- about a year and a half ago last year, um, about a year and a half ago they were forty five hundred dollars. They more than doubled. Damn. Damn. And you know yeah. why? You know kind of why that is. It's because labor. There's not enough people to make it, so you're charging more money because you have to pay people more money. We get we get everything from China. Yeah. The metal that makes those the metal in those dumpsters yeah. comes from China. Right. Right. The metal gets shipped here, and then we weld it into stuff. I was at Morrisville um, this week, and uh, Toll Brothers has its own port. Has they its own port. In, they come in. You know, I don't know the port right. Like dock, yeah, yeah, it's got yeah. its own dock in Morrisville on um on the river, and um, I don't know the right name for it, not the trusses, but how do they come in where like the the roof is on like a cert? Uh, I don't probably the building truss, yeah, like pre-engineered roof they, trusses. All of that comes in on a ship from China. They're not even putting that. that they don't even make that stuff here. All that laminated, um, all those the glue lamp all those engineered um beams all come shipped in. All their all their whole. That whole ha- the whole house that's getting built is being brought in on a ship right off the river. I saw it. That's they crazy. have their own plant. That's just Toll Brothers has their own plant in Morrisville. That's crazy. Look it up, dude. It's it's they have their own. I mean, distribution I'm not going to fire any shots at Toll Brothers, but Jesus, people, like <laughs> we need to get back. What happened to 84 Lumber? It's like in the damn one. Yeah, States. they probably don't <laughs> have enough people to work there. Um, yeah, it's. A lot of people, you know, their housing prices are going up, so people think they have more money. When like, I, I think I'm saving my money. Yeah, you should. I'm a saver. Yeah. I don't 
I don't like overspending. I don't like showing flash. Right. I drive, you know, a pretty nice truck. That makes me uncomfortable sometimes too. Yeah. It's nice to have, but like, it's like, it's like, what? How did this happen? Like, how yeah. did, like, when did this happen to me? It's like kind of cool, but kind of not yeah. cool at the same time to me. Right. Cause I'm like, wow, I could be using this money to save or, and I'm just like frugal like that because I've been broke before. Yeah. It's and it's like it's once you once you start from zero or you go you have to go back to zero once or twice. Yeah. You make a you make a promise to yourself where you're like I'm never doing that again. It's it's a little different though I think and I've been thinking about this because I have an old old car it's like the first car I paid off and um. It's a little different I think if you have your own business and you work your ass off and like you said here like my goal is at the end of this year I want to hit a certain number mm-hmm. and I want to order that that electric F one fifty. That's my yeah. yeah, but like what? But, ha- but like you, see, you're a big electric car guy. No, I don't. I don't. I think it's kind of interesting what they're doing with with um getting away from. I was always in, into the small diesels, really efficient diesels. Do you know anything about those batteries that are in electric cars? No, not at all. So there's not enough raw material that goes into those batteries in the world to make enough batteries to replace gas cars. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Wow. So all that like government and you know leftist jargon where it's like we got to go all electric yeah it's like okay how's that work like does everybody share a car because you can't like you can't you, there's not enough like pretty sure it's lithium yeah that they mine yeah. from china or like china owns all the mines and they're you, a lot of them are in south america and which is like a whole nother podcast yeah and I've been reading a lot about energy and things like that, and there's not enough raw goods really? to make That's the batteries. I used to get in fights with people, and I would, like, lash out on Instagram when I was into that, and you'd get my friends that, like, moved to California, and they'd be like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I'd be like, listen here, asshole. Like, look at your life, and it reflects your decisions and how you make decisions. Like, I, like, I don't think that's arrogant or anything like that, but, like, you can see – and like, like, kind of get a feel for how people react to information or assess yeah. information by how they live their life. Yeah. If you like, if you like, are commenting on other people's shit, and like, you work a ninety-five job and you get forty grand a year, and you're commenting on me, like being a nerd, it's like yeah. shut up, <laughs> shut your mouth, yeah. like read a book. Yeah. How about that? Right. And like these people would, two different people I'm thinking about individuals. We're like, that's not true. And I'm like, no, no, like, this is, like, something I've, like, read a lot about. Yeah. The lithium, like, first off, like, the places that it's mined at, like, a lot of them are owned by China in South America. Yeah. So, it's, like, on our doorstep, the products we're buying from China are getting mined by China. Yeah. Why aren't we doing? Right. What the hell? So, it's like, okay, so then we're paying for them. Then there's not enough material for everybody in the world to to replace their car with an electric car. Yeah. So, it's like, why are we pushing so hard on this innovation? Yeah. It's cool that we have electric cars. I think Teslas are cool. Like, it's if you can get an electric car and you, like, that's cool. Like, I don't hate on any of that. But it's like this notion that we're going to get away from diesel and get away from gas and just go full electric. Yeah. It's just not something. I don't know how that works. Yeah. I I, I say that and I, I, the, but uh, a lot of a part of me is like, I want to see for a few years to see how this pans out. Mm. <clears throat> I'm um, also scared about like, I read this book called The Grid. I'm yeah. gonna reread it soon so we can do like an uh, accurate podcast on it because I like I only remember like seventy percent of the book now. But like after reading the book about our electric grid, yeah, I read a second book, kind of like the history of like Thomas Edison, Nikola Tesla, like all the 
how they stole each other's technologies and different things. And oh, I'm like, really? wait, we haven't updated any of that stuff yeah. in a long since the grid was built. Like that's it. So I'm like, well, what if the grid goes down? Like, what if something happened? Like, what if we get attacked? Or what if like there's a brown? Like, how are you going to charge your car? Yeah, kind of thing. So like, I'm not knocking your decision or anything, but personally for me, I'm always like, well, what do I do if my I can't charge my yeah, car? Right, right. What if the power goes out? Yeah. I'm like, I'm the type of person that's like, nah, I'm not going to be stranded like that. I'll fire my yeah. diesel truck up. No, I, I mean, I, I'm I've always been a huge diesel fan. I, I had a little. I like the. Volkswagen TDIs. I was a big fan of those kind of air. Yeah, dude, you're fucking I, oil. You're like a biodiesel. Oh, guy. I love diesels. Wasn't it cool back in the day when you'd see someone with like a Passat TDI oh, yeah. and you'd be like, they'd be like, oh, I'm 100% biodiesel. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what does that mean? And they're like, I just get my, I get it from the Chinese place. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, I get 300 miles. I had a guy in one of my economics classes that had like a Jetta. Like an older, like square body Jetta yeah. that he had converted to biodiesel, and it was like a little switch. It was very it rudimentary. The whole set. That's what's interesting. Hmm? It wasn't biodiesel. It no. was veg oil. All yeah, veggie oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight veg oil from the restaurants. Biodiesel was like they just add. He had like a switch in his car. I remember because it like he literally just drilled a hole through his dashboard and just like had his button there. (laughs) It was not a clean build, but it was really really cool to see. Like he had this like he had a a fuel cell in his in his in his uh, trunk, so like he could fill his car up with gas or the diesel, and he would start the car with diesel, diesel, and then he would switch it over once the motor was warmed up and at the temperature to burn. He would just switch it over, and the car smelled like a fortune cookie. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a little egg roll going on the street. That's, That's crazy. What, um, and and I, I just threw that out there. I just have a goal to buy like a new, like truck for work. Mm. And I feel like, you know, get your get your electric truck, dude. Don't That's talk. a dope I, I truck too. That's a really the nice new truck. ones are sick. It's sweet, but I'm I'm part of me is I want to wait for three years to see how this pans out. See um, if it's good yeah. technology. Yeah, I don't want to be driving around. I can't plug the thing in. I don't know. It's kind of nice not that to pay for. I think gasoline <laughs> is the worst thing ever. I mean. It's like, like gasoline cars. Um, it just it's it's not, it's gonna be a thing of the past eventually. But biodiesel, um, that's viable. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of it was kind of sad to see it not work out because, um, I built a business around it. Well, that's like the downside of it. I know somebody that um had a skydiving business in New Jersey. Yeah. And it was just close enough to Trump's favorite golf course that he owned. So then when Trump became president, like, they just had no fly times. So they literally just went out of business because they couldn't skydive anymore. Oh, really? Because, like, it wow. wasn't anything other than, they, like, you just couldn't take the plane up in the air to jump wow. out of it while Trump was, like, maybe <laughs> come or going from the golf Damn, course. So they literally went out of business because, wow. like, their their busiest time of year, he was, like, the golfing enough where it would just like last minute notice like can't yeah. fly and they'd be like what do you mean you can't fly I'd be like we had to cancel all these reservations wow and they literally just went out of business but like the the, the diesel thing i was really excited i think it was a really good thing and it was like it, it was it was a renewable resource that we have right in this country and it wasn't just off used oil from restaurants it was from and i saw it with like used i see it still with like used um Motor oil heating up shops with um, with uh, with with heater like um, yeah, a lot of like big. Why can't we do that? It's like you just use burnt, use used oil to heat yeah. your shop. Yeah, and then our and then it was not just um biodiesel. It was not just um used oil um from restaurants. It was also getting into the farmers of 
creating um, soy soy crops and using that oil to um, just like soy oil that you buy for cooking um, to use that for for um, fuel. Like why why can't we do that? So the government incentivizes a dollar a gallon, and they just pull out of it. And I feel like it's the same thing happening with these electric cars. They're they're incentivizing, I think, $7,500 right now mm. to buy an electric car. You get $7,500. A tax rebate. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a part of um, Biden's new plan was to, to bump that up to $12,000. It was twelve five. yeah. Like, is that <laughs> – how long does that last? Like, is it really going to help us – it's gonna, it's it'll run for like four years and then just cut out and then all the people making electric, um, it's gonna it's gonna affect. I'm not saying that I think electric probably is the future for cars, but it's gonna it's gonna drastically impact the sales and production of it. Um, that's a it's part just of it. it's true. I think that there's 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 too many entrepreneurs in the game right now that should be employees. Yeah, that's part of the labor issue. It's like there's a lot of people that are like I'm going to start a business. Like yeah. the economy's, you know, blah blah blah, or Bitcoin or whatever. And there's a lot of people that are like should be employed by somebody else doing shitty business. Yeah. And it's kind of the same way with the car manufacturers. Like you, none of these car manufacturers are really delivering anything well. Like the, I mean, in terms of like the quality's there, but like yeah. the cars, it's like oh, you order a neutral. Like one of our guys ordered a new GMC diesel. And they're like, yeah, we think it's going to be here next month. So that's what they're doing with the F one hundred and fifty. How could you pay? How could you throw a deposit on it? And they're not—they have no idea when you're going to get it. And to me, it's like you—I I was thinking about this like maybe a day or two ago. This new idea, and I was—I was sitting on the road and I was like looking at like how many different cars there are. Yeah, it's like there's such a variety of cars. It's very evident to me that like we have too many car options. Yeah. Like we can't deliver any of these cars. Like, okay, Ford stop making everything. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're trying to do this anyway, but stop making everything except for your F one fifty. Yeah. And maybe a, like a sedan or something else. Like, why do you have to make like six different trim options on the F one? Like you're making too many options. Yeah. And none of them are here. You can't deliver. So if like you like if each car manufacturers or like one or two of them went out of business. That'd be great for all the other ones because yeah. then, like, those facilities or the skilled labor that it takes to, like, put a car together would be able to be used somewhere else. Yeah. But instead, like, it's kind of like we were talking about, like, you know, people you know or the mistakes I've made in the past trying to do too many things at once. And, like, I've made those mistakes as, like, recently as, like, this year yeah. or last year. Like, we had the podcast going. We had the After Five Media. We had the wood shop cabinet. We had the cabinet shop going new construction remodels it's like yeah. we're we're all one people one person and we don't have enough one person to do all of this like we got to stop doing things that aren't worth it yeah and I, like the car manufacturers like you're making too many cars you get too many options like buick get rid of buick <laughs> let's get still rid make, of buick they still making them yeah they still yeah, make they buicks still make yeah like get rid of them yeah. we got cadillac we got like we got all these other luxury like stop yeah. Just stop making the car. Right. Like, use that facility to m actually make other cars that people want. Yeah. It's like, it's it's evident to me that we need to get we need to get down to less cars. Yeah. It's like, it goes in, like, if you're doing too many things, which America is doing too many things, like, we don't have the resources we have, which is labor, right. is spread across too many different companies right now. Yeah. And therefore, like, nobody's getting anything done. Yeah. It's like, we need to start, you know... The only way that happens is if you, like, take on the Chinese model and you just have the government start telling you where you go to work. 
Yeah. And that's not American either. So, like, I think what will happen here is it'll work itself out. You know, one of these companies, like Tesla, is outperforming their predicted numbers and stuff. So, it's like, yeah. all right. I think owning a Tesla is a cult. Like, when, yeah. you, when you meet people that have Teslas, they're such assholes about it. Like, <laughs> I have a Tesla. It's like, Jesus Christ, do you? Yeah. <laughs> do you? Tell us about it. Yeah. How fast is it? Oh, wow. It's like, shut up. Put your hands on the steering wheel and open your eyes and drive the goddamn car. You know what I'm saying? You got a fucking monitor that, like, you literally got this TV screen over here, like, turn vertically in your dashboard. What do you need that for? Yeah. What good, what's, what is that screen serving? Like, it's a distraction. We it need is. more crash Teslas. That's what I'm saying. It's going to go around and crash a few. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. But it's just, I think that, like, you had Uber and things like that. All those people got crushed in the corona year because nobody was taking Ubers. Yeah. So all the people were like, oh, shit, that didn't work. Yeah. I think car sharing, the, the advent of technology, like your phone, there's apps now. I think it's called Turo. I'm not even going to look it up. That's what it's called. It's not. That's what we're sticking to. Turo. T-U-R-O. Yeah. And you can, like, rent cars yeah. from, like, private people. Oh, and really? And Turo provides them with insurance. You probably want to get insurance huh. through your own car thing. But it's, like, you can just, like, you can list your car. So if you have, like, an F1, if you have, if you collect cars or you, you have, like, your weekend car, your yeah. date, your Tuesday car, like, you can rent that car out when you're not using it to people that need the car. It's like Airbnb for your car. They do that for Mack trucks. So, like, that's going to start happening where it's, like, instead <laughs> of, like, car sharing is yeah. becoming way, e as people realize, like, apps like this exist, like, it'll become easier and easier for people just to, like, I'm, I don't need a car. I'll just book one for the day. Yeah. Where, I mean, like, I drive all day, every day. It's, like, a part of my job. That's another reason why I got a nice truck. Yeah. Is because, like, it's my office, kind of. I have a printer in my truck. I have it all set up. Like, I'm in there so much, like. It should be a little enjoyable. Yeah. But before that, I had, before this truck, I had like a single cab F-250 gas. Yeah. Eight foot bed. Before that, I had a bunch of different diesel trucks that we broke because <laughs> we were like modifying yeah. them and stuff. And like you just, once you start tuning diesel trucks, you're just going to the bank. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like, you, I think people need to be more observant to like the market and make better financial decisions. I think people don't have money saved no i was gonna say that like i wouldn't it's like you should have up about that because you're working your ass off and it's like kind of like what i said about the f-150 like like it's almost like a goal like you you've built up a business and it's it's a write-off right i mean yeah um, um you still like i definitely have like a scarcity calls, it's like your office almost right yeah but i have like a, a scarcity mindset sometimes where i'm always like well it could go back to the way it was what, so the single cab just broke, just broke <laughs> oh, yeah. 10 years ago, just yeah. broke college kid, yeah. just figuring it out. Like can't go back. So like, this is, is this a, is this a misuse I, of my money? No, it's just like, a, it's a subconscious, like, yeah. it's just something like, you know, no, what I don't get is the, the, the Bucks County housewives drive around the hundred thousand dollar escalates. I'll do you and one better. I don't get the Bucks County housewives that pull up to the gym in the morning and put their handicap sign on their mirror and then get out and I watch them like sprinting on the treadmill and yeah. deadlifting <laughs> fucking weight and squatting That's and awesome. like it's like you're yeah. throwing a heavier kettlebell around than I like I've never even picked up that kettlebell yeah it's like I know you're not handicapped no, they need that. you got a brand new Escalade with a handicap thing on your mirror that you never take down you whatever I'm getting yeah. off topic here getting out get me out 
<laughs> I just uh. understand how they afford all these cars and um these these Toll Brothers. I'll knock Toll Brothers for you. Go for but, it. But um the Toll Brother million one point five million dollar houses with a hundred thousand dollar car and their husbands are doctors, I get it, but like You're not making, making that much money. Fifty you're you can't like th- there's there's not that much money to pay for all this shit. I feel like everyone like there's a lot of people are living month to month and not putting any money away. I know people that are like in yo Rambo, you good? COVID? You good? You good? He's like, yo, bro, just go cough it out. He's right, he's back to sleep. Go to sleep. Um I was never comfortable living paycheck to paycheck. It gave yeah. me I, like I always wanted to I mean sometimes like you know, I was broke. It is what it is. You got to grow out of it, but that takes like financial discipline. Like, no, I'm not going out to the bar yeah. this weekend. Or like, I'm going to go out less this week, or I'm not going to do these things, or whatever changes you need to make until you get to a better spot. And then you maintain that discipline when you get to the better spot. Yeah. And you you really got to earn it before you do it. Like, and I see so many people like feeling like they just deserve things before they've earned it. It's like, yeah. no, no, I, I got to get the Lexus IS 300. Yeah. It's like such a cool car. It's like, you live at home. This is why I need it. You yeah. need you live at home with your parents. Like, don't you have a goal to like move into your own place or yeah. do something else? It's like, no, I'm just gonna get this lease. It's like six hundred dollars a month. Yeah. It's like, well, okay, and or you you know, and it, it sounds preachy, but it's like it's good practice. Like you should have an no matter what your job is, nothing's guaranteed. You should have like a little bit of a nest egg yeah, saved. In case shit happens. And I've met as I've come up the ladder, social ladder, financial ladder, you meet like other successful people. And when you're not successful or you have no money, like you look up to them and you're like, Oh wow, it'll be nice when I, you know, I get there. And then you get there and you realize those people are all lying. Yeah. Like I've met a ton of people that, that million dollar houses and it's all a front. Yeah. It's all a front. And I've like, it makes you sad kind of when you find that out, you're kind of like, Oh wait, like I, you know, I thought you were this like wildly successful person yeah. and you're paycheck to paycheck on like a big level. It's like, you're really good at making money so you can like bring in that 20, 30, 40, yeah. 50 grand a month, maybe more, but it's like, it goes right back out the door. Yeah. You're going to Tulum, Mexico every yeah. month. Like you're doing this, you're doing that. And then just like some, I mean, you know, kudos to you if you're like, okay, if you're living that life and you're happy and you're not worried about shit, good for you. Yeah. I have nothing bad to say about you, but that's right. not for me. I would not feel okay, like, going on vacation with zero dollars in my bank account. Yeah. I, like, I'll figure it out next month. It's like keeping up with the Joneses. It's just like the, the Toll Brothers, Bucks County. and Yeah, we grow up. At, I'm not knocking Bucks either because. It's a I, really I great love, area, but it County. is it is an yeah. area where, like, people have to you try and keep up with each other. It's like the dude next door gets a yeah. new car. You got to get a new car. You, you got to get the watch. You got to, yeah. like. You see it in the suburbs with, like, like the, just like I said, like the Toll Brother house and the Escalades. And it's like. What are you guys proving to each other? It's everyone's trying to one up each other, keeping up with the Joneses. Then you see like, I just I I like envy of people like um, like Joe Paterno and mm. um, uh, like Warren Buffett that just like drive around in like these their old ass cars that are paid off like twenty years ago. Joe Paterno, okay. Joe Paterno lived in like a I, I saw his house in Penn State. It was like one of the you would never think he lived there, but what did he do with all of his money? He built the Penn State Library, like. Put it all into the into 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 the. That's real wealth. Like yeah, when you, yeah. Like when you just you like change people's lives, people's lives. Like you were saying, like that's that's 
you know. We um I don't really deal a whole lot with like our our leads or anything anymore. Um at one time I was and it it was always interesting to kind of be the bearer of bad news for someone's dream. Yeah. And unfortunately like hey, you want to build a custom home? It's like, "Oh yeah, we want to build a custom home." It's like, "Okay, cool. What's your budget?" You're like, "We were thinking, you know, a million dollars." And I'm like, <laughs> and they'll send you like what their plans are, and you'd be like, "Ooh." Well, you're going to spend, like, do you own land yet? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, we got to get you some land. No, we That amount of acres, you're going to be spending, like, now it's even worse. It's like, you're going to be spending anywhere from two fifty to $400,000 for the land. Yeah. And they're like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, 40% of your budget's gone. Yeah. You haven't even started digging. Yeah. And now you got to put, you know, the site work in. You got to put yeah. utilities in. You got to put Except a well in. Yeah. Boom. Another 150 gone. Yeah. And it's like it adds up quick. Another hundred gone, maybe depending on the situation. It's yeah. like okay, it's like all right. So what are you gonna build? You're gonna build like a four hundred thousand dollar house at that point. It's like I don't even know what a house would look like at that cost. Like we can't do that because like the companies that do that, like Fox Lane or Toll Brothers, are bigger. They're set up like they're buying larger swaths of land. They're putting yeah. houses closer together. It's like we're building one off homes. Yeah. There's no economy of scale there. Like, I can't save you money by selling you a house and then building 30 more next to you. Right. Like, I can't distribute that cost across. It's like, you're paying all of it. Yeah. And they're like, well, that's not, that's not, that can't be right. And I'm like, no, you think you're rich and you think you're ready for your mansion now. And like, you're not quite there yet. Yeah. And like, to talk to, like, I've had people like, get mad at me because I've been like, you can't afford the house you want. Yeah. And it's like. Sorry, like and I learned some like tact where it's like, hey, it's like, oh, well, maybe we're just not the right fit. Yeah, it's like maybe go try this company out, and it's like I know you're gonna go to them. I know them personally, and they're yeah. gonna tell you the same thing, and then you're gonna realize you gotta wait four more years. Yeah, but people want things before they, you know, deserve it or have earned it. Or buy the the pre-built toll brother. Or yeah, or go like, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I'm looking yeah. at, I'm looking at moving soon, looking at townhouses. Yeah. It's like, oh shit! I get to spend four hundred grand on a townhouse. That yeah. sucks. It sucks to buy. But it's like, what for me to be like? I would be lying to myself if I like went and moved into a million dollar house. Yeah. Like I'm not ready for that. I'm not there yet. I haven't earned that level. I don't think I'd ever, ever even want to do that though. Like. I yeah, but by the time you like you move into your next house or whatever, or you're like success, uh, like shit's gonna cost that much money if yeah. the rate we're going. Not. I feel bad for anybody buying a house right now. I really do. Yeah. Um. And it sucks, dude. Like the, I said to someone the other day, that's like my age. I came up with, and they do really well. And I was, he was like, he was like, dude, I feel like you need like seven hundred grand to do anything right now. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, isn't that wild? So and they're like, yeah, like my mom's house or like their parents' house is like, dude, like my my parents' house, like I want a house like that. It's like seven hundred grand. It's like my parents. This guy was like, my parents bought this house for like 280 yeah. back in the day. And I'm like, yeah, well, market goes so up, I guess. Going back to like the dumpster prices and stuff, do you think that things are going to come down? Because my dumpster manufacturer said it's never going to come back down again. And I completely do not agree with that. How mm. can you say it's not going to come back down again? Well, it's like, kind of like steroids. Like when you do steroids, never done steroids. <laughs> but if you like you, you keep some of the muscle you build when you stop doing steroids. Yeah. So I think like there will be a correction at some point. I think until that correction happens, pre- prices are still going to go up. 
and then think something's going to get corrected. Yeah. I, I have a lot of theories on like what's going to correct. Um, you know, my, the first theory I had like a while ago was like the commercial real estate market is going to get affected by all these people starting to work from home like offices like you don't need an office anymore so yeah. like all these buildings and things that like were filled with people that are now working at home do you need them anymore like are you going to pay rent on that building yeah and then when that building's vacant like who pays the bank on the note if you right. don't have anybody renting any space in the buildings are we already we're already seeing, seeing that though. we're already starting to see that like i i thought of that like in the beginning of corona i'm like all these people are working from home now yeah. <sighs> Ooh. i was like real estate a commercial real estate market could be the next next go-to yeah and then like business like i mean if it gets really bad and they don't like there's no i don't know how you would correct it except for print more money which is just like can't be the solution for everything all at forever yeah america's starting to lose foothold globally we just got done a 20-year war we're still kind of in it yeah we're exhausted uh the dollar is devaluing china's growing more power china's making more and more friends Crypto market is kind of like a new thing that's disrupting what, you know, the old, the old influences would say like, oh, okay, well, if the dollar starts devaluing eventually, like China holds all that debt, they make everything, we're the consumer, they're the provider, like there will eventually be a flip-flop to their currency because they'll just control so much we have to do it on their thing. But I really think with like the advent of cryptocurrency and things like that, like I don't know if that's true anymore yeah. because China's crypto, they're cryptoed out. They kicked all those people out of their country. Yeah. There's no crypto mining. Crypto is illegal in China. Like, it's not a thing there. So as long as, like, America and, like, Latin America and all, like, the countries around here adapt to crypto and they're open to it instead of, like, being defensive to it, you know, if the as the dollar devalues, like, the crypto market's just, like, the hedge against that anymore. It's, like, Bitcoin's now gold. Yeah. So... Could we avoid a huge catastrophic collapse by just getting heavier invested in the crypto market? For some people, yeah. yeah. But I, I think, like, I forget what the percentage, I might have been a global number, but I think maybe it was a national number. Can we look up, like, how many people are invested in crypto domestically? What do you think will happen to all those offices that, because I see them a lot, I'm in the truck a lot and I, i'm in you see the signs I you see, see help one you help wanted signs oh, and you everywhere. see commercial yeah. vacant i see a lot of industrial complexes that were just offices that are completely empty okay so 16 percent of americans say that they have ever invested in or traded or used cryptocurrency so 16 percent of the country could be okay damn that's a lot smaller than i thought yeah i mean like the African-American population in our country is what, like 13.4%? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so like there's less African-Americans in our country than there are people invested in crypto or dabbling in crypto. That's a lot less than I expected. So it's not a big number no. at all. No. I thought I thought like it was a lot more people doing it. In 2015, scroll down just like a tad. In 2015, the center asked Americans different questions that were focused exclusively on Bitcoin at the time, 48% of the adults said they have heard of Bitcoin and just 1% they had ever collected, traded, or used it. 2015. So that 1% is loaded right now. Damn. We're in there, dude. Yeah. We're in the crypto game. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah. We're, 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 we're low-key future crypto kings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's definitely... Up. I'm diversified. I, 
I don't, I don't know. It's almost I'm like, like the cause stock like, market though, like because nobody's really investing in stocks. Is like as much everyone. I'm still is in the stock market. Yeah. 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 I just of, it takes a lot out of me in terms of like reading and keeping up with everything. Um, I'm into specific like industries or different things. Like if you're in the tech space right now, get out, get out of technology. Really, like out of Nvidia and shit. Well, the NVIDIA graphics card thing is, like, if you notice, like, if you go to, like, Wall Street Journal or any of those, like, Forbes magazines, news every day is, like, tech companies buying each other out. Mm. That's because nobody has cash flow. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, oh, dude, we have no money coming in. And then another, another company is like, oh, we got all this cash over here. Hey, what do you guys want to do? You want to let us buy you this week? And they're like, oh, for this much? And they're like, no, we don't want that price. And it's like, well, next week it's going to go down by 20%. So this week or nothing. You think NVIDIA is one of those companies? Uh, I think anybody that's in the graphics car, digital space, anything that's manufactured in China in terms of technology is big time at risk. Shit. Big time at risk. I got some money in NVIDIA. I'm kind of (laughs) double thinking about that now. Are you up? (laughs) Yeah, I'm up. Way up. How up? Uh, Like 20%. 20%? Yeah. So. When did you, what month did you buy in? I bought them It's sometime last year around this time, I think. I might dump that. Yeah? Yeah. I? I think things that are hot right now are um into um a couple of random shit. But I'll give you some I'll give you one weird tip. Mm-hmm. Playboy. <laughs> I bought in on Playboy. You got in on yeah, Playboy? Yeah, yeah. Did I tell you about that? Yeah. Okay. okay back okay. when we first We're gonna discussed get, it. Playboy is going to come make a resurgence. I hope you so. That shit is down. <laughs> another, another thing. Yeah. Well, they're all down. Yeah. They're all done. Print magazines um, one that I'm heavily <laughs> into right now is um, Blue Apron. Okay. Yeah. Blue Apron, like the food, food delivery yeah, service. Yeah. They, I got into them right before they partnered with Sweet. Amazon exclusively. Nice. And... I forget what their stock price was at when we first started talking. I think it was like $16 or something like that when I first said. On what? On Blue Apron. Blue Apron. I think it was like 16 or 18 Did we talk about Blue Apron? A while ago. Oh, okay. I mean, we talk about everything. Gilmore. Yeah, I don't know. We say um, so much shit. We do say a lot of shit. <laughs> and Blue Apron is expected to hit a $40 price point this year. Jeez. So we'll 3 or 4x the money. Yeah, 26% on NVIDIA. I got in, yeah, February last year. Yeah, that's. Yeah. So I would, I mean. Leave your original investment in and take your profits out. Yeah. And if it keeps going up, you'll just keep making money. It's not people are too too obsessed with like the price of things. It has nothing to do with the price. It has to do with the percentages. Mm-hmm. So like if you can buy a thousand dollars worth of Amazon and it goes up a hundred percent and you and the price of it is a thousand dollars a share and you buy one share, or you buy a thousand dollars worth of a ten dollar stock and it goes up like it, you could still make the same percentages. Yeah. It's really about like the value. I, I believe heavily in like rationale investing where it's like you're, you believe in the technology, you believe in the investment. What they're doing is practical. Like too many things are like, oh, well, we, we assess the, the delta and it looks like this stock price is undervalued based upon the chart. It's like, no, I get what you're doing, but like, we're past that now. It's like people, you got it like the same thing with crypto stuff. It's like, you got to buy stuff that makes sense. Dogecoin makes zero sense to me. Yeah. It's not backed by anything. There's no technology in it. Like, whereas you have things like, you know, Polygon or Ethereum, like those are actually like 
huge platforms that are supporting an infrastructure. And like, if you got rid of it, like it would disable a lot of other things. So it's like, you want to look at stuff that's like lean in on things. I think anything industrials, like, like anything in like manufacturing is really tough right now to invest in. The big ones are, and like, you know, the vaccine is what it is, but I made a decent amount of money on Pfizer. Let's look up Pfizer right now. Pfizer or like Moderna or any of those ones, they like, I think Pfizer's up like 46% year to date. Yeah, so let's go one year to date. Yeah. Okay, so 46 point, boom, done. Dude, mm-hmm. percentages on point. I literally know this stuff like the back of my hands. 46.96% a year ago. So it's like, I got all involved in that because I'm like, oh, the government's paying these people to make vaccines exclusively. And they're going to keep backing it. And the vaccine keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed. Like, their stock price has to go up. Even though I don't agree with, like, how the vaccine's been, like, you know, mandated or whatever you want to call the whole situation. I'm like, I'm going to make my money off this. Mm-hmm. Screw me, right? <laughs> 50% increase. How about the truck drivers in Canada? I love that. Isn't it? Isn't I love crazy? that. You know what's even more infuriating is, like, I watched a video that could have been from another situation. Who knows? It could have been a fake video. But I watched a video of, like, the police in Canada. Like, the trucks have, like, these 50-gallon drums next to them, like, yeah. full of gas to, like, keep fueling them back up. Oh, really? And the cops are dumping the fuel out. Really? Yeah. On the ground? Wherever. Jesus. So it's, it's like funny. They said it was going to affect, like, the Super Bowl or something. That's it's going to, dude, it's going to affect so much shit. We have doors, these barn doors that we've been waiting on for months. Yeah. Our manu- our like supplier is on to their fourth manufacturer for the same doors. The first three manufacturers are like, yeah, the doors are coming in three weeks. Like months later, the doors aren't here, so they change manufacturers. And the guy said to me the other day, he's like, we hope the new company sends them out in the next four weeks. But a lot of this stuff comes from Canada. Yeah. Because like the wood is chopped down in Canada in the yeah. forest, and then they mill it up up there. And there's a lot of that manufacturing's in Canada and get shipped down here. So they're like, but the blockade, we have no idea to know if this is actually coming or not. And I laughed at this customer that's been waiting on these doors. They're like, seriously? I gave them the answer. I was like, yeah. They're like, that's ridiculous. And I'm like, I don't know. Turn on the news. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it is. What is it? Multiple yeah. blockades at some of the busiest routes linking Canada to the United States are disrupting supply chains and major car companies, leading to the production stoppages and stupid truckers. Fanning alarms that protest Canada are threatened by the country's economy. Those stupid truckers that didn't go to college. <laughs> yes, he dumb truckers. Yeah. I think that so that's amazing. Yeah, they're making like 150 a year. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Like that's truck, how you the make, average trucker I know like is making like just guys that are working for like I know I know good money guys that work for like like just like concrete companies that are just like making like a hundred. I mean, they're working hours, but they're making like a hundred a year. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, you're making more than anybody. Like anybody I know that. Got right out of college making. Yeah. Damn. Boom. We were we were talking about that in the office earlier. Um, we met with this designer and we were just talking about different things. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I mean, I went to college for four years and then started my business. And I'm grateful. I, it sucks that I had the debt. It sucks that I took four years that I don't necessarily always believe in was a good use of time. Yeah. But I learned about a lot about like economics, obviously. And I learned about a lot about like finance and things like that that have now 
allowed me to perform at the business level we're at currently. Yeah. Whereas like my peers that just went right into business have like plateaued. Yeah. So when I got out of college, they were all making way more money than me. Yeah. I was making no money. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I should have just started my business the second I knew I wanted one. I should have dropped out of school. And now I'm kind of like, well, I understand all of this stuff so well and I'm so into it that like I'm slowly becoming more and more grateful for like my first round of education. Yeah. Me going to school for architecture school was was just like I was build I was getting into bigger and bigger projects and I felt like I was like I f- I was suffering from like imposter syndrome. Yeah. Have you ever heard of that where people like they belong where they're at, but they like always feel like, ah, is this where is am I really doing this? Do it like, yeah. am this me? <laughs> kind of a thing. So I was like, damn, like these projects, like we're delivering on them, but like I never felt like, I never felt like the confidence I I wanted to feel. Yeah. So I was like, I'll go back to architecture school, or I'll go back to school for architecture, and then I'll be able to like talk architecture. I'll be yeah. able to understand. I'll be able to deal with like engineers or build at a higher level. Yeah. And I got like 85 percent of the way through that and reached my limit my threshold yeah and was like i'm never going to be an architect if yeah. i keep going in this like that's all that that'll tell me is like oh you graduated right i learned everything that i you know that made me a better builder yeah and then i left so like at that time i mean i still pay, still paying for that school yeah um so it's like you you kind of need to be good at like learning on your own to be good at business yeah Cause now it's like you have YouTube, Google, like I'm sure you're the same way. You're like a huge problem solver. You're saying like, you yeah. just figure it out. You go find, like if you don't know where to look for it, you, you ask where to look for it yeah. and then you start there and you go into it. I, I think college helped ground me as a person. I learned a lot through, I went through all the, the main four, like marketing, mm, um, accounting, accounting teaches you some book debits and credits. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it but then again, I do see like, my one friend has a trash company. He has 200 trucks. Mm. He's our age. Malt. He's, he's, he's got money in the bank. He's, 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 he left high school, I think. I, he just graduated high school. I think that was it. It's just like trash. I want to see people that just like, some people don't need it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all, um, we'll never know if he did or not, like, did or didn't need it. Like, who yeah. knows? He could have gone to college and he could have 400 trucks. Yeah, maybe. You yeah. never, like, Good I've point. given up on, like, it's really the keeping up with the Joneses mentality that we yeah. grew up in this area with. Yeah. I used to be so focused on what other people Dude, were doing. Like Lance Bachman. Interview. I, that was phenomenal. Oh, Lance. Yeah, like I love Lance. The different, um, what was he saying? The different uh, uh, like, starring lines. Mm. It's made so much sense. Like, you can't compare yourself to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that um, like it, yeah, it's so wild to like. It, I just gave up on thinking that way. Yeah, I think I just exhausted myself out of that habit. Yeah, I don't think it was anything in particular that made me change. I think over just like what I guess if I had to contribute it to anything, it was just like or attribute it to anything. Um, I think that I realized. what it was about me that was good and it was like I was never going to give up yeah and it you know it took a while for me to be like oh wow that guy's making more money than me or yeah you know they've got a cool job and I'm you know 
grinding out here in the mud and you know working in the hot summer and it's like this is our business but like we're not really doing that great yeah. At, like when you're younger it's like oh we aren't doing that great so like what do we have and people are like oh but you got your own business i'm like yeah but if you knew like what the struggle was like here yeah. you maybe you wouldn't be like oh that's so cool yeah and i think over time i just realized that like what it was was like i just wasn't gonna give up yeah i was like i was do or die like i knew if i never made it like i i tried yeah. And that's all that, like, I, after, you know, a little bit of time, it was just like, I mean, maybe I've said this on the podcast before. My ex-girlfriend one time, I was, like, throwing a little mini emotional temper tantrum, and she was just like, it was just like I wasn't where I wanted to be. Business, and she and she said something to me like, like, we, you thought this was going to be easy? Like, yeah, you, what? <laughs> like, you're doing, bit like, you started your own business, like, we thought, like, it was just going to happen? Yeah. And I literally just like got that knuckle sandwich right to the mouth. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. wow, you're so right. Like, yeah. I guess I always thought like it would just happen. Yeah. And it just, that's not the case. It takes a lot of like, you got to make a lot of mistakes. You, you got to show that you learned from them. And then I think next being, thing you know, you got a trash company. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think a couple of things I want to hit on too. Like I, I heard you say like when one guy was your talk called you. Cert, like stars align it's kind of really interesting like some i'm not very religious or anything like that but sometimes it makes you wonder man like yeah like think sometimes so, some things line up like for this it li- lined up like mm-hmm. people i work with um it's a long story but i work with this one company a lot i started brokering and they they use sub haulers and i kind of just lined it up and i have another friend who's got a roll-off company and he sold me his truck the the stars lined up so perfectly that I just immediately was into work, and that it's that, weird once you dial that in. Yeah, like you, that. How that happened there? I was in a meeting before this. Yeah, talking about how we needed a guy like that, right. and then before that, we were in a meeting with a designer. And two weeks ago, I was literally like, or maybe a week ago, I was like, we need to meet like a local designer to help us with yeah. like all this extra work that like is flooding us. And then she came out of nowhere. And if you never had that meeting, you never would have. That never would have happened. No. Like that's what kind of happened to me. And it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's called, uh, I'm like really big into like what's called quantum, like quantum physics or mechanics. Yeah. We're all like essentially made up of the same shit. We're going to go down this path, everybody. Yeah. We're all, we're all essentially made up of <laughs> the same stuff. Quantum physics. <laughs> yeah, it's, it would be deep. Um, Like it's this energy that like connects us. Like your yeah. electrons, you're all like, you're you're all just made up of the same molecular stuff that I am. Yeah. So like, why is it not possible to like, if I'm constantly thinking like Kyler, 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 and the next thing you know, I run into you at Wawa. Yeah. It's like, no. Like, could it be that our energy, just like my my energy, is just like through the universe, is communicating to your energy? Be like, my yeah. electrons want to see your electrons, and the next thing you know, we're like together in the same spot. Like I've yeah. run into people in other countries. Really? Yeah, like, I've run, like, I've met, like, the people, when you're open to it, and, like, you kind of open yourself up to, like, that whole, like, weird space. Yeah. I'm very new to it. Um, It's just kind of, like, weird how things just kind of, like, happen. It's, like, yeah. self-fulfilling prophecies. It's, like, if you just think about it, like, and it, it's positive as much as it is negative. If you think enough negative shit, yeah. negative shit will happen to you. you. Think about it, bring it up, you'll bring it about. It's, yeah, it's yeah, just, I like, agree. you bring it about. So, like, yeah. you got to, like, Think positively about yourself. You yeah. got to like, you know, don't, 
don't belittle yourself. I used to do that all the time where I would just be like, dude, you're not, you're not like, you're not doing hard. You're not working hard yeah. enough. You need to do this. You need to do this. And I was just constantly in this bad space. Yeah. And then over time you just like, if you learn to coach yourself out of that, or you have someone fortunately help you out of it. Yeah. Then you're like, wow, this is, why is this working so easily? Yeah. And it's like, cause you're just letting it be easy. Yeah. I th- and I, I, like going back to the land, um, Lance, Lance thing yeah. too. I think if you do always are doing the right thing, eventually it, it comes back at you. Yeah. So it's, it's cool to see when I got to sit down with Lance, um, when you're doing, when you're doing that much business, yeah. You have people say bad things about you. Yeah. And it's like, I heard a couple bad things about that guy. And it, it like, it sat with me for a little bit. And I was like, you know what? Like, I can't believe that someone in his position, like, is like that. It just doesn't, yeah. I can't accept that. And then when I met him, I was like saying to Gilmore, I was like, dude, that's like, can't be the case. No. And then after I met him, I met a slew of people that knew him. Oh, yeah. That had nothing but amazing things to say about that guy. So I just like, I I saw, I met, you know, a handful of people that had bad things to say, but now looking back at that and looking at them and their businesses or what they're doing, I was like, you're all just pieces of shit. Yeah. I'm not ashamed to say it. Like, (laughs) and everybody I I met that came out of the woodwork to say good things about him for no reason. They're just like, oh, you met Lance, blah, blah, blah. Like Lance did this for me or Lance did that. Or my, like my kids go to his wrestling thing. Like I was like, well, those people are in a better space and appreciate him. Yeah. So he's a he's given back. I heard something bad. I heard something bad about him too from from somebody. It's just he and does I, a lot of I, business. You're gonna like, have bad people. You're gonna have shit saying people saying stuff. About I you. listened to that interview and then I um know somebody that knows him mm. and they said, oh yeah, watch out for him. I said who? And I dug into it. I was like who? And I found out who a little bit. I'm like, I'm like yeah, you know what? Some people just have can't trust all your sources. This guy. Yeah, from what from just listening to him, like that's a very very successful guy that is um he's that's, that's he's worried good, about his good, team, his people. Guy. Yeah, he's not out there just for the money too. No, like, he's he it's that's very evident. He could be yeah. living a lot different life. I mean, he lives a great lifestyle. Yeah, I think he could be living a much more extravagant lifestyle. He could be driving around a Ferrari, but he spends it on yeah other stuff. Like yeah. I know for a fact, and like. I mean, we'll we'll air it out. He hosts like wrestling coaches or people that come like his kids are big wrestlers. Yeah. And young kids, but like he he I mean, we talked about wrestling and the sport and like what it does, what he thinks it does for, you know, younger individuals. Yeah. But I was talking to someone a while ago that was like I was like, Oh, you, your kid went to like one of rest like Lance's like wrestling things or whatever and they're like, Yeah. I was like, oh, what was that like? And he's like, dude, he didn't charge anybody for anything. Wow. He paid for the whole thing. Awesome. He brings in these coaches, but he brings everybody else in to learn from them too. And he like yeah. doesn't expect a thing from it. It's awesome. But he has to build this community around him. Like, yeah, I, I've learned, and I was like, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. It was somebody that just hates rich people, and I was like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. And they're like, excuse me, and I was like, no, you're an idiot. I was like, because all the extremely wealthy people I know, when you hit that level. All you care about is like, well, what can I do with my money now? Yeah, well, yeah. It's like, what can I give back? Like, what am I doing with my money now? Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. There's a few assholes out there that are like, Ooh, I'm gonna get seven Lamborghinis or just yeah. just be exorbitant and be an asshole. Yeah. But like, I mean, who's a perfect example? Elon Musk. Well, well, dude, he's like the world-renowned richest. He's like richest dude in the world right now, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? I thought it was Bezos. Is it Bezos? Bezos. I don't know enough uh, about Bezos. Anyway. I don't yeah. like Bezos. 
Maybe he's a good guy. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know enough yeah. about him to talk yeah. shit or be good about him. So yeah. we'll we'll find out about Bezos and we'll talk about him later. Yeah, you see people like him that. But Elon's helping everybody. Yeah. He's right. like, oh, I'm so rich as shit. You know what I'm gonna yeah. do? I'm gonna invent electric cars. And if you ever hear him talk about Tesla early on, he about like, well, now about them early on, he yeah. never expected to make money. He yeah. never expected it to work. He expected a Tesla to fail. Yeah. And all he wanted Tesla to be. He wanted to destigmatize that electric cars had to be ugly. Yeah. That was his only goal. He's like, awesome. we I needed to make everybody realize that like this whole electric car thing yeah. was a lie. It's a lie. It's yeah. a, like the auto manufacturers didn't want to do it. Yeah. So I did it. Yeah. And now it's the best thing ever. Right. And everybody else. So what? Yeah. So I tried to do good thing and now it's the best thing ever. Like yeah. what? And now he's building the tunnel. He's got space. Like yeah, you so know, when your kids are our age, like they might be talking about you know, Elon Musk, like, wow, yeah. dude, like, look what he did for space travel. His, um, that, that um, I think it's spa- the SpaceX on, on, uh, Netflix is awesome. You should watch it. It's, it's a really, documentary. Yeah, it's good. It's, right. uh, very, like, uh, motivating and entrepreneurial. It's really good. I, I, um, I like Elon Musk. Yeah, me too. He's. Yeah, we're getting a Ford, dude. What's that? You got to get a Tesla truck. Yeah, I have to get a. F- yeah, they're ugly. Shit. <laughs> yeah, they are. Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look it up. It's ugly. Yeah, no, shit. Tesla pickup truck. I wish you could make like a nice pickup truck that looked normal. I'll buy it. Traditional looking pickup truck. Oh yeah. my god! Look at it. Could you see just like you whipping home in that? Right. Look at that. Dad's home. Yeah. Here's a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks look like it, sh- like a coffin should be so in the back ugly. of it. And then look at the. Look at I the, can't imagine. Look at the Rivian. Look at the Rivian. Jeff Bezos Rivian. I don't know how how you spell it. Yeah. There you go. Look at this. Ugly. Jeff Bezos Rice. Yep. There's another douchebag car. I've seen that truck. Sorry. Right. Is that out now? Uh, I think so. Like a pro, like I've seen a car that That's looks like that. Electric. That's a space. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, the Rivian has like that weird toolbox thing right. that pulls out of the back of it. And then go to F one fifty. It's a normal, it's a working man's truck. I'm not a big Ford guy either, um, but. Oh, uh, that looks, that looks pretty cool. Right? Look up the Chevy. Do you look at look the light the, across the hood? Yeah. And then look up the Chevy, look up the Chevy. They just came out with it. It's ugly as shit. I wanted to buy the Chevy. I wanted to, like, be excited about the Chevy. Um, nobody's making look look nice except for the. Yeah, there it is down there, there in the, the second thing. row. Yeah. Right. How ugly that is. It kind of looks like the Avalanche. Yeah. Which it's was a, a failure of a truck. Right. It's not a working man's truck. I've almost been killed by an Avalanche two different times. Yeah. Not the <laughs> not a snow Avalanche, but a, but a truck Avalanche. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I have two close claws on a motorcycle yeah. with an Avalanche. So I'm, I'm convinced everybody that drives an Avalanche is not suitable for the road. Yeah. I wish... It could uh, be Elon just be my... Make, <laughs> I wish Elon would make a cool-looking one. Yeah, so, like, it's got the trunk in this... You know what's kind of cool it's about that? got a generator yeah you could power up your whole house with this truck it's pretty cool for how long though not sure pretty long oh yeah pretty yeah. long my my big thing now is like the next like we talk about like milestones and stuff like you're gonna get an electric truck i want to get like and we were talking with ryan the other day he's he's waiting for the new new uh gmc diesel yeah um he has he's had fomo ever since i got mine yeah and <laughs> i um I was like, dude, you know what we should do next? Because me and him are notorious for getting diesel trucks, you know, putting a little money into them and then blowing them up. 
Yeah. <laughs> and he's worried about that happening now. So he's like, I got to get rid of this truck. So I get a new truck. And I was like, you know what we should do is get older trucks. Yeah. Like 1995, you know, F-250 square bodied and just like re rebuild older trucks yeah, into brand should. new ones. It should. And then you, yeah, Sweet. dude, look yeah, at they're that. Cool. They're built like, they're built a lot better. Um, yeah. Do you like, do you just add custom to the end of the thing? Oh yeah, dude. Look yeah, at I, yeah. I, I say I say all this, and I'm gonna end up buying a 2500. Look at that black one on the left, like that truck, dude. That's sweet. That's just so cool. That's when they were built here. That's when they were built in America. Right. They're a solid steel. They you you get cr- you get in a car accident with that you dead. That's why. That's <laughs> why I only like I only buy um, I actually prefer to have the old Mack trucks. Yeah. They're built in Allentown. They're just solid. Yeah, I saw you. This. You have like the older style truck. Love it. But that's kind. Of, if you if you take care of them, you redo it. Like, I mean, I the mean, trucks you're buying will run for a million miles. My my red truck, the old the old um, one I had, the first one I have, has six hundred thousand miles on it. Yeah, it's probably it good to like go. A champ, and guess what? When it hits a hun- when it hits a million, I'll rebuild the engine. For it just time. resets. It just goes back to zero. <laughs> yeah, it just goes back to zero. <laughs> it's like, like thanks for shopping. No, I'll sell it. I'll sell it, like two hundred <laughs> miles on it. Like, no, I'll, I'll probably. I was actually talking to somebody recently about rebuilding the motor on it instead yeah. of buying a new truck. That'd be so cool. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 built a lot better than the new trucks. We and, um, should do a podcast with the dude rebuilding a Mack truck motor. Right, that'd be sick. He's probably probably like, that's a dying art. Just ripping cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. The whole time we got to do the podcast outside because he's like, I gotta smoke. Yeah, he's not drinking beer. He's doing something heavier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah just like we gotta like start yeah. popping open the whiskey yeah. and stuff. Jim, that we no, nah, not fancy shit either. It's like Jim Bean. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Dude, that's legit. Yeah, but um, I gotta stop saying legit. <laughs> but I say like legit. and legit yeah. too man too much. No, I'm having fun with it. It's it's going really well. I had a really good first year. I'm blown away like how good I did the first year. Like I said, the stars aligned, and I kind of work a lot with this one big company. Mm. They sum me out a ton of work. Um, I haven't had a buy. I haven't had to buy a lot of dumpsters, mm. so that's really helped me out. Um, if you want, you could just like buy us a few dumpsters. And we can figure it out. I have a few. I've. Have, I've. Have, we don't want to. Ha- we don't want to hold up your dumpsters though, because we we take them forever. They're not held up. They're, we you have guys them. Call me. I'll have a dumpster tomorrow. When we have dumpsters, they're just there forever. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> There's so people call us like we had a dumpster from you know defense dumpsters. Yeah. We had one of those in Yardley just because I couldn't get a dumpster there in time. I actually didn't even order it. Somebody else did, but I approved. I was like, yeah, just get it through them, I guess. We don't yeah. have a deal or anything. And they called us every week for the entire project to be like, is dumpster full yet? We want to come get it. I'm like, yeah. okay, when we fill it, we're going to fill it again. Yeah. Why are you calling me? And they're like, oh, well, we really need to like, I'm like, what, you really need to sell the dumpster to someone else? Yeah. And get that fee they're again? Just, they're just trying to. Yeah, get it out of here. They're trying to turn them. I get it after like six weeks mm. or two months. We like, had to, we really get them like, I'm like, yeah, you can come get it and then bring it back. Yeah. Because we got to fill it again. I know a lot of guys won't let them keep them for more than a week. It's like, dude, you're dealing with builders. Like, yeah. builders need them for at least a month. I get it after like six weeks, two months. It's like you have a f- expensive, you know, piece of equipment sitting there, but. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. We should try and um, 
We should try and figure this out. What other quick? Yeah, I'm not the guy you're going to talk to about this. You're going to talk to John, the business I'll get partner. Him eventually, it's just a matter gonna of time. Get, yeah, dude, just work him down. I'm just going to show up with a fucking dumpster. <laughs> 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 That's how I do it um, just be like, I heard you got trash. Fun. It's kind of funny. I had a buddy I work with, and then he's working with another builder, or, or a, a, sorry, roofing cider, and he's like, "Oh, this guy's going to call. He's going to call you." And I eventually, just called him because I know he was being subbed to work. He's a stucco remediation guy, and he's working on the siding um, gig. Really, really good at stucco remediation. Not, not a lot of people do it. And he's like, this guy's going to call you. He's going to call you. And like, I heard this shit for like six months. And I just, I knew he was working on this job. And he's like, yeah, he's saying like the dumpster comes. You won't come. He, they won't come for like two weeks. They're two weeks out. And I'm like, <laughs> I called the guy. I'm like, hey, I'm, my name's Kyler. I have a dumpster. I'm coming Monday. And he's like, okay. You got it. I'm going to do that to you guys once. These goddamn administration fees. John's trying to save a little money, but yeah, we'll you know, see. I get it, dude. If I was in your guys' shoes, I'd do the same damn thing. I'd be shopping around. But we have to. It's somebody a penny me. saved is a penny earned. Like you, the, the construction business isn't yeah. as profitable as everybody thinks. Yeah. Like everything we have, we had to take. Yeah. Like you just can't let people chart. Like you have to. It. And he's really good at it. John's like really yeah. good. He's he's fair, but he he pushes. There's a. He's balance. like he, I know. He's like I know you can give me a better deal than this. Like what yeah. if we do it? Like blah blah blah. And it'll just keep working it, yeah. working it, and then people will just be like, all right, cool, we'll give it to you for that. There's a balance of what I've learned, and he's probably like that too, is a balance of good service or good quality over price. And you find that middle ground kind of. Yeah, I'm learning, like I'm 100% out in the field now. Yeah. I mean, I do come into the office, like do work and stuff, but like I don't, like it's more important for me to like, to us, for me to like focus on operations. Um, So I'm really having a great time like, meeting all the subs and stuff that we've been using that like I can't like they know who I am or maybe they don't and like now I get to like make friends with them yeah and like the whole reason I do that and like I really like to coach the guys on this and I know Ryan does as well it's like if you build a relationship with somebody yeah it's like you call me like oh are you coming out on Tuesday yeah I'm coming out on Tuesday yeah. like oh well like what do you got planned this weekend and then you like talk to them a little bit. Yeah. And then next week you talk to them a little bit more. Next yeah. thing you know, you know their kids' names. Yeah. And next thing you know, you call them and you like you're in a jam. Yeah. And you're like, hey, dude, can you help me? They are so much more inclined to help you yeah. if you have a relationship with right. somebody. And I used to be like younger, foolish Andrew was like, dude, like I'm giving you money. I'm doing business. Like you should just want to help me. Yeah. It was like it doesn't matter anymore. Like there's everybody's so busy. Yeah. You have to be friends with people. They have to have a reason to right. do business with you. That's now. why we're building. Um, we're going to build the Bucks County Union League. That's my segue. The Bucks County Union League? You need to. Like the Union League in the city? Yeah. Like, Dude, I left that place. Like, I'm joking about the like not. We'll do it. League, we'll we, do it. But, but like, you got, you started. Like a the, club. The, 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 um, the wood. The beer and wood thing. It's awesome. And you were talking about it on your last podcast. And, um. We gotta start planning the next yeah, one, we dude. I've been ta- I've been talking about this for with Joe for a while of just building a group of people that um, that network together. You know, not to knock the older older guys, but some, like I, say, I always say, younger guys, but like just like people that our age that are hungry, hungry, develop like that are working together. It's way harder to get in with dudes that are established. Yeah, that are they don't want to even like you. You wouldn't. Like, but what it took to get Lance Bachman on the podcast, 
Yeah. Like he's a busy dude. He's got better shit to do than yeah. do a podcast with me. Right. I'm nobody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like me and Lance share a barber. Yeah. Oh, really? And I literally from the barber chair talked Shaving to Grace? Uh no. Doug Trombino, Trombinos okay. in Yardley. I'm thinking of somebody else who goes shit. All right. Oh, he's going to another place. Oh shit. Yeah. Mm, no, 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 no. Mm. No, I know he's not because he gets his hair cut at the same time all the time. And my plan was just to show up when he was getting his hair cut. When Doug, like my barber was like, No, I'll do you one better. I'll f- we'll FaceTime him right now. So really? literally, as I'm getting a haircut, Doug FaceTimes him from awesome. his phone. And I'm just like, yo, I've been tracking you down, dude. Don't <laughs> avoid me. I'll Don't fucking come me. to your office. <laughs> awesome. And he's like, all right, dude. Like, let's yeah. let's do it. And he gave me, he gave us like an hour of his yeah, time at hour. least. Yeah. He, they awesome. were really, really concerned about us. They His, his team were like, so what are you guys going to ask him? Yeah. I'm like, I have no idea. I'm going to wing awesome. it. And it they were like, really? Was and I was like, we're just trying to, like, I was like, I, I, I winged it. I was like, I, I literally, like, the podcast is like me and Gilmore shooting the shit or me getting to know you. Yeah. And, like, people benefit from, like, listening to it. Yeah. That's, like, a secondary thing. Like, now I know you. Yeah. There's people now that we, like, we, like, do stuff with. Like, we're going, like, we hang out. Like, there, we've met so many cool people that we're, like, now legitimately friends with because we have... T- Cameras and yeah. these microphones. Yeah, the twins, Michaela. Yeah, twins, Michaela, Silas, Mitch, Mitch, Silas. Um, no, dude, the lich on. is so long, yeah. and people are like, "Oh, why do you keep doing it?" And I'm like, "Well, like it's growing slowly, which like we yeah. kind of always expected it to take a long time to like take off, which is fine. But like we selfishly get to meet and like really get to know somebody. Yeah. Like, how often do you just sit down with somebody, have some homemade wine, and just yeah. like have it's, a conversation? It's lost art. Yeah. People, that's all you used to do. That was under, back in the day, like, there was no social media. There was, you found someone cool and you talked to them. Yeah. It's a part, it's like a fun journey, especially in business, like, going through a different meeting, different people. It's, and just, like, I don't don't know. It's, what you're doing is awesome, too, with the wood. The beer and wood. Beer and wood. Yeah, the beer and wood, um, I, I always just felt like, like, there, there was a lot of people that were, like, using the hashtag collaboration over competition back when I came up with the beer and wood idea. Yeah. And we had it at like the first one we did, we had it at an old shop um, with a previous business partner I had. And it was insane. Like the, we had 65 people show up. Yeah. All builders. Yeah. Or like not builders, like in the construction space. Yeah. And, like, I didn't even talk to everybody there. Yeah. Like, I was just, like, I was watching, like, it was a very, it's very, it was very overwhelming for me. I'm an introvert faking it as an extrovert. Yeah. Most of the time. And it's, like, sometimes very taxing. Like, I got to, like, use the energy that I don't don't really have. Yeah. And so, like, it was, like, I talked to as many people as I could, but, like, I gave up at a certain point because I was, like, dude, I just can't, I can't hold this many conversations. Like, it's just too much. And, but it was cool, like, when I started, like, losing energy and steam in that event, because it was after work at night. Yeah. I was, you know, watching all these other people talk to each other that didn't know each other. Yeah. And it was like, damn, like, we put this together, and then all these people now know each other. Maybe they did business together. Maybe they didn't. Like, maybe they're yeah. friends. And then it became, like, more of, like, we need to use beer and wood to build a community. Yeah. Like, a, a like I don't care if we do or don't do business. I don't care if we... Right. Like, there's something to line up here. Like, yeah. I care. Like, now I know you. You know what I'm about. We get everybody together. Maybe you meet somebody. If you yeah. if you if you show up to one of those events, you'll meet somebody. And, like, the goal was to kind of, like, have 
a bigger team outside of our company because yeah. we're so tight that I was like, why can't we like, why can't all our subs have something or like, why can't we just like bring people together right. for like the I common goal of doing better business? Yeah, there's so much stuff that probably came about from, from, from that. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. It's really, it's really such a good time. It's also great to get people together that like we do do business with yeah. or we're trying to do business with. So like, trying to do business with you so like you 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 come and you're like oh i'm like oh john like really this is the this is the dumpster guy i've been talking to you yeah. about like then you guys get a chance to like yeah. just hang out and it's not all about business like we want people to like you know like it, it used to be all business for me because that's all i had yeah and over the course of time you build the team and like you know my guys have kids and families and things and it's like you you want everything to go a certain way so they can like maximize their lives yeah and that's really what it's all about and the, the beer and woods like kind of a part of that it's like i appreciate all these people we do business with like let's get them together to like appreciate them but also yeah. like let's get everybody together to hang out because we're always just going 100 miles an hour yeah. doing whatever like nobody ever stops to sit down and like talk to one another or, like get to know each other so it's yeah. like we're gonna get some meat we're gonna drink some beers and hopefully you guys like make friends with people that like you see all the time that you don't really know. I, I, I loved it. And, um, I've been I'm really glad you guys came out for that. Yeah. And I've been telling Joe about this and like you, you, you started this, but I, I'm like, I'm like, I keep telling him all the time. Like we need like a, just a, like a place where everyone can get together. And, um, it's just, it's just, um, it's funny you bring up like the union league bucks County yeah. because, that's what we need to do, though. Maybe I, two years ago, yeah, we were looking at fifty acres along the river, like in Frenchtown or like above New Hope. Yeah, and we were gonna buy this fifty acres and build a country club without a golf course. <laughs> the goal was just to build just like, build like a just court. start with just like <laughs> just start with like a little hole in the wall, maybe a trailer or something. Yeah. And just get, like, ten dudes together and just yeah. be, like, we have no goals for this land. <laughs> just, like, just to come up here and hang out on in the woods or something. Yeah. Like, I would have like, brought my shotgun. You know what I'm saying? Like, and skeet shoot with the It's guy. just, like, we <laughs> yeah. were just, like, dude, let's, let's do it. I mean, this goes back to us. We were doing way too many things at yeah. the time. <laughs> but, um, but, like, it's still in the back of our mind. Um, and we joke about it occasionally. So, it's really yeah. cool that you bring it up. Like, the well, we, we always wanted to do something, like, like that where it's like we had a club i think i think like like you were talking about with joe and it kind of struck like a nerve with me and i, I was at recently at a um at a bocce club yeah. I, I was just like servicing it i was doing a roll-off can there and i walked inside and like these guys all get together and it's in like it's in like um uh it's pretty much in the city mm. um like uh, i didn't want we won't to say the what name town, what town it's like yeah. by like german town or something and um all these guys get together and just have a fucking ball, and like they they have all their their own pool tables. They don't answer anybody. They all chip in like fifty bucks a year to join the damn thing. Mm. They all own it. They they all chip in, and, and they they all have their it's own. It's a beer. spot to come and they hang never out. Shut down during COVID. They do whatever they want. Um, and I feel like if we took the beer and wood or something and did and had our like a group like that where we all get together and almost have like a club like that, a building. And it happens more frequently than just once every That'd be amazing. year or something. I feel like it'll be a good network of builders, of roll off people, of 
roofers, all kinds of different people that get together and like network together. I yeah, know. I think like the goal would be to have like high quality people. Like our business, yeah. like our business, like our um, I guess it's a mission statement. We don't call it that. It's um, we build high quality products for high quality people. Awesome. It doesn't mean you're stupid rich. It yeah. doesn't mean you're not. Yeah. But it's like we if you're a high quality person, yeah. you're our customer. Right. And if you want high quality products, like we'll make them for you. Yeah. So the beer and wood kind of just we would want to just filter every like we would just want to like high quality people. Yeah. And I think that would be awesome. It, it, it would just be cool to like Get be. business back to the old way of doing things right. where, like, you sit Drink down and, smoke and a cigar, grab lunch with people. Like, foot on a roof. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's just the way, like, we're so fast use. now. Yeah. Like, you don't go, like, you go to other countries or, like, when I was in, Al- I don't know where, I, when I was in Albania, they're, like, everybody thinks Albania is like this, like, you're going to get kidnapped type of place. Yeah. We, we did, like, this one part of when we were in Albania, we did this like ridiculous hike through the Alps and on the descent down on the other side of the mountain, it's called the Valbona pass. And we were coming down the side of the mountain and we literally like came through this barn in the woods and it opened up and we were like in somebody's outdoor living room. Really? It was like, they live on the side of the Alps. Like awesome. they had a fire going. They had like the Creek that runs past their house was like literally keeping beverages cold That's and they awesome. gave them to him and i like tried to give the dude to mo- give the dude money he's like no yeah like i'm like we couldn't even speak the same language he's yeah. like no dude i'm just like you you walk through my backyard like i'm giving you a soda yeah and i'm like dude like let me it's awesome look it up like i'm gonna like can i use your bathroom he's like yeah dude it's like an out a legit outhouse yeah and you know, I left money in the bathroom. I slid it in the <laughs> fucking thing, dude. <laughs> Sucker. That's, that's awesome. Got him. But it's just like yeah. the the it's how Italy a lot. Yeah, it's, it was the same. Well, yeah. we literally like went from there to Italy, and it was like the same kind of way. Yeah. But Albania has come through so much struggle, like through communism and all that stuff. That like the people there were just like happy to see us there. Yeah, they were like just like thanks for coming to our country, kind I'm of a thing. Throw Bucks County. You know, Escalades cutting you off and yeah, none of that <laughs> shit. Yeah. None of that shit. We did yeah, get in a Russian, car accident Russian on the, the way reality. to the airport, though, because our driver was like driving his car yeah. way too hard. Russian uh, Michaels. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I think we just need to get, you know, back into that. Like, like, what if the internet and Facebook and Instagram? What if that all disappeared? Yeah. A lot of people would have nothing. Yeah. And it would be cool to, you know. We're talking about like defensive investing and things like that. Like we got a like defensive community. Yeah, right. We just have like a group of people trying to help each other out just for right. the sake of like blue collar stupid helping each other out. Yeah, like have you ever been like non college idiots? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, oh, you been to school? Can't come in. Hey, you built a house. You How much student debt yet? <laughs> built a house, you dirty bastard. But it's kind of like those old school like Italian hangouts, like in South yeah. Philly, or up in like the you know New York and stuff. Yeah. You see them like you're walking your dog down the street and then you're like. What the fuck is yeah. this place? And you like look in the glass door and you just see a bunch of dudes like playing cards or shooting the shit. And you're like, yeah. wait, this is like the first floor of a house. Right. What do you, and it's like a social club. Yeah. Like that's, that's gone what, now. That's what I saw. I saw a social club and, and, um, my you, one, you gotta be careful which ones you name. Yeah. I won't name it. <laughs> you don't. But, um, oh, they were full blown. They were open during COVID. I tell you that <laughs> yeah, they were the only bar open in Philly. Like there's a few of them. They're, I mean, not the only and one. And they're like untouched. Some of those they're social clubs, clubs in Philly are not touchable. No. Like you will not see 
like there's people, presidents right around them and none of them will say a damn word you won't say shit about it because if something happens they'll take care of it yeah, exactly. but if something if something doesn't happen nobody knows about it yeah exactly it's but like, um i was just thinking about like the like what you were saying before about like who you do business with too like i'm i'm like a firm believer of like where and like where where i spend my money on either whether it's a mechanic or or a parts vendor or anything i just i'd rather spend it with somebody that has a good family that's doing the right thing that's rather than some you know scumbag yeah i get gas it's cheaper i get gas at the sitco in newtown yeah it's like easily 20 cents more a gallon than yeah. wawa but like i get out the owner's son or like one of their mechanics comes out and they like fuel my truck up i talk yeah. to him like i get out of my truck i'm like oh how's things going it's like oh the snow's coming like what do you guys got going on? You know, house business, like yeah. talking, what are you building? Right. And then like, I now have a relationship with this yeah. guy. So he was asking him like the other day, I've been talking to this dude for two years. Yeah. The other day he goes, what, what, what do you build again? <laughs> I'm like telling him, he's like, oh, cool. He's like, all right. And I know I got a random call the other day on the company line. That was yeah. like, I know it came from him. Really? Like, I just know, like when I see next time I get gas, I'm like, yeah, do you, you know this guy? And I guarantee he's going to be like, yeah, dude. Why did he call you? I think he, like, he, he, that guy, like, does all, like, does a lot of, like, gas and, like, repairs trucks for, like, a lot of people in Newtown, and even though his gas is expensive. Yeah. And, you know, you know, he's been, th he, he bought the gas station from his dad, and his son's probably going to take it over from him. Really? So, it's like, they know every single person in Newtown. Yeah. Like, why would I not be friends with you? Yeah. I will pay you a little bit of more in gas to, like, make sure you know who I am, and I know who you are. Right. Like, ultimately, you got to be genuine about it. You got to, like, want to connect with the guy. Yeah. But it's, like, cool to me that, like, you're multi-generation in business. Your son works here. Yeah. You're nice people. Like, I'm going to have a relationship with a dude that, like, I get gas from. Or I could go to Wawa and, like, what? You're buying a mom and pop shop. I'm just, like, I'm you're just going to Wawa. I'm swiping my car to get back in the truck. Maybe I get a fucking water or something. Yeah. There's no, like, there's nothing to it. There's nothing. I don't nothing. go in those places. Yeah. I don't go in Wawa. I, yeah. I have nothing against Wawa. I don't know. You want to like, burn it down? What did yeah, you say? What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> no, light it up after five. That's just going towards, what are they doing? They're just building up Wawa's and they're buying out, they're buying out mom and pop shops, wiping them out. Yeah, I stopped buying stuff from Amazon the same way. Yeah. Like, I actively try not to buy stuff from Amazon. Yeah. I, I mean, I occasionally do. I'm not going to say I don't anymore, but, like, I know my wife at one time was getting, like, everything delivered from Amazon, and then like corona happened and all the small businesses were getting smashed yeah she stopped buying everything from wawa and was like literally driving out of her way to get stuff yeah she's like we gotta keep these places alive i'm like dude i love you yeah good for you my wife struggles trying to find not to not buy made made in china especially with like stuff for our daughter and that's stuff. our new thing dude no more tough, china though. it's tough it's very difficult. It's almost impossible. It's like it, it it's really like getting is. food it's, without sugar in it. It's mm -hmm. really become impossible. I'm really surprised nobody's come up with the Amazon of built like in the United States. I'm really surprised nobody has like figured that out yet. Because I would support it 100. percent I think I it's going to take time. Yeah, I think it's going to take like a good 10 years of I don't like. I think we're ever going to get back to. I, don't, I think. Well, I mean, that's not. I don't think that's. I think it's going to take a lot. But I don't know if, like, never is, like, a thing because, like, we're never going to do this or we're never, like, yeah. if you would, if I come to you three years ago and be like, yeah, this virus, it's kind of like the flu. It's going to kill really not that many people. Yeah. But, like, it's going to disrupt the whole country and we're going to be fighting over it. You'd be like, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. 
Yeah. And be like, nah. Fucking guy. And then now look at where we are. Yeah. So I, I've learned never say never because every time I have, I've like ended up in a situation where I was like, oops. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I said never, never, but here I am. You never know. You get in a war with China and then we're, we're struggling. Yeah. I think we're already kind of like in an economic war with China. Yeah. A hot war with China would end bad. It would just end everything. Yeah. Because they just, got everything over there. Yeah. I just don't get why. I would rather pay extra to have a higher quality. We so. need to just spread that. Yeah. We need well, to spread. We need a beer and wood. We need to get a club. We need to build Bucks an army. County. Bucks County. Yeah, we got to come up with a new. Trash Union League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to yeah. come up with a classy name. Bucks County Union League. Trash. <laughs> trash. They'll yeah. probably Builders come after us. Trash. They, there's, a, there's a Pennsylvania Waste Haulers Association. Not to <laughs> knock them at all. None of the big guys. But they're all like the big guys. Like the less... But they're all the, they're all the they're all yeah the, they all get together and they set prices and things yeah, and they, they buy. Sit, and I just picture them like like they're all sitting around this like conference table in Northampton saying like screw you like, we gotta keep go, this little like, guy the Piedmont guy yeah. he's got a second truck now we yeah. gotta shut him down <laughs> yeah. I get to see him like like sitting around this table like naming prices and I'm like I just I wish I I kind of want to build like a new one but it's, I'd rather I, I think like. Getting a bigger group of people doing a lot of different stuff. Just good cool. people looking out for each other. Yeah. I think it's building slowly. Um, we got the beer and wood. We got the podcast. Yeah. I think we should definitely, um, we'll let you know when we're planning the next beer and wood. And maybe we'll get yeah. some, you get like invite some more people that you know. Yeah. And try and like build it out now that you know like yeah. what it's about. I think if I had to go back, I would change the name from yeah. beer and wood. I think some people are just like, oh, that does not sound like me. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, what is that? Should we rebrand or fuck it? Ah, uh, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it's it. too late now. It is what it is. We're know? in deeper waters now. And people know about it. But so just like, maybe just thinking out loud, like doing it more often. And the goal we I just joined. Do I just quarterly. Went the first time. I don't know. We like to do. Well, quarterly is like, great. That's the enough. first one we did. Well, Corona happened, and we kind of we had an underground one during the Corona. Yeah. So this is like the third or fourth one we've done, and like the goal for me was to get everybody together like once a quarter. Yeah. And it's actually taken a little bit. I guess it just takes time and like thinking about it. Yeah. But like our original blog on our website was called Beer and Wood, and then we just realized I was like, maybe that's not a good thing to like call yeah. the bit. Like we'll just keep Beer and Wood as like the cl- is like the hangout. Beer Wood and roll off cans. Yeah. <laughs> no, just if yeah, I don't know. Maybe just um. What would you change about it? If um. Anything? Not a whole lot. Like I, I'm just trying to think, like what I would have if I had like a, like a social club or something mm. like that, and it would maybe be just like thinking of me. Like I'm 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 kind of like I'm kind of like out in the I'm kind of a random person being a roll off guy <laughs> hanging out with like like builders and roofers. Like you guys are just like have your own building. Like like when people think about builders, roofers, you don't really think about the roll off guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but may- maybe there's other people that I'm not. Thinking you're the of. only roll-off guy I know personally. Yeah, yeah. So you're not gonna mean. I know. I know. Um, I know one of the Lex. Yeah. From jujitsu, I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah. Um, but that's all I know. And then there's like the trash company Del Garcios or something like that. Yeah, they're small. Yeah, my wife's last name is Del Garcio. Oh yeah. So I kept saying like, oh, who's this? It's like spelled differently. It's like R. It's like 
Something that's spelled a little bit differently. Garicos, yeah. Yeah, something. She's like, no, that's not my last name. I was um, like, who in your family owns a trash company? She's like, that's not the same spelling. They, like, um, oops. I, I, I don't, um, I don't, I don't know what I would change. I don't think there's a lot I would change about it. I think I'll just, um, maybe diversify to some people you don't think about, like the roll off. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, we'll, yeah. we'll hit you up when we're getting ready to plan it, and maybe we get more, more people from outside the current group to come in. Yeah, like like the people I work with and I've kind of like I said I've I've in, I've enjoyed meeting different people new people like just this year. I bought a roll off truck like I just left my job this time last year and I it's crazy how quickly how how quick the time went by but it felt like it was so long this whole year um it felt like it's been I've been in it for like 3 or 4 years and I I um it's just, That's a good year. Yeah. And I met so many damn people up in Doylestown. A welder, two different mechanics, another roll-off guy we share work with, um, um, a dumpster manufacturer. Just the list list goes on of all these different people. And maybe it's – maybe if I – I don't know. Maybe – maybe I know you don't want to be dealing with, like, manufacturers and stuff. No, there. I would. I would – like, anybody but maybe, that's high quality. Like you don't even have to be in the construction right. business. Like, if you're just a good business person and you're taking care of people. Yeah. Like, if you're taking care of people the way I take care of people, right. I want you there. Right. Because, like, if you introduce me to someone you're doing business with or maybe a potential client or, you know, something along that nature, yeah. it's, like, it's really easy for me to slide into a business opportunity if you, like, you know me from somebody else and you realize, like, oh, that's one high-quality person yeah. that recognized him, right. like... It just it's, it makes business easier when people know you. Yeah, and just maybe like, yeah, just more di- more different people diversify. A maybe bit. yeah, but I do like your idea of being high quality and the kind of I never really got to explain. So I started as a broker, which is I didn't really like that, and I, I found I found a need for, um, I found it I found a very bad like poor service and roll off mm. and it just drove me nuts because i broke her out to roll off that's usually how it starts it's like you find something and you're like i yeah, can do this I better have, like a need for it and that's what's that's what i've that's why i think i've done really well because i'm really good at communicating with people if you text me and say i need a dumpster that day i'll make sure it's within that time frame now i mean i don't know how often or how many other companies you've dealt with but how how shitty is the the, the we call waste management republic I, I just don't understand how a lot of people deal with that like you're 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 calling a one eight hundred number. You're not dealing with the driver, or um. Oh my! The biggest pet peeve I have is like the drivers that'll drop dumpsters into paved driveways without putting that wood would, down. Yeah. And I've called a couple of them out. They'll be like, "Oh, we never do that." And yeah. I'm like, "What do you mean? The last time you did it, you did." And they're like, "Oh, we may just had wood on the truck." Yeah. And I'm like, "What? Well, you yeah. just fucked up this driveway." Right. And they're like, "Ah, well, sorry." Rolling three thousand pounds on a brand new yeah. driveway. Yeah. So it's like things like. I'm big on, you know, relationships and things like that. And sometimes it takes a little bit of time, but yeah, you know, once you're in front of someone, you just work them. Yeah. I just, I've, I've done really well with just having like really good communication, really good, very, 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 I appreciate superior, that superior, superior service of like, like I'm, that's why I'm so, I'm not scared. I'm going to do it, but I'm not pu- pushing, pushing to get a driver. This driver that I'm going to get, I have a truck set up for him. Anybody wants to join my team, I'm hiring. I'm hiring right now for a f- top level service guy. Yeah, I mean, they're I like, I like get that part of my family. You yeah. need someone that's gonna like 
to, like treat your customers the way you Just want them to. how I do, and I, I'm not going to find... and You don't want to bank your whole, have half your business on someone that's just a piece of shit. Yeah, and I'm I'm I'd much rather pay top dollar to a really really good guy that's going to do just what I do and say, "Hey, how's your day going?" I'll put wood down. Mm. I'll call the customer if they're not home. Where exactly do you want the dumpster? Like, "Hey, I'm running behind. Um just giving you a heads up." Nope. It doesn't take a lot to communicate. There's not a lot of people doing that with me. It's maybe cuz I'm smaller, but um when I do as as I do grow, I'm gonna. I'm, I am gonna grow. I'm not gonna be a single owner operator. Um, but as I do grow, it's gonna be very, very, very high level service. Um, it's gonna take some time to find the right people. Right now is the worst time to find those people. So I'm not really pushing it. But yeah, as as we say, slow is smooth. Yeah, and smooth is fast. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. So that's all it is, dude. Right. Boom. <laughs> right. <laughs> we got. Oh, we almost got to the end of here, and we're. Just now, letting a shotgun blast. Yeah, right. I, I, right. I couldn't sneak one in. Sorry. And yeah, um, right. <laughs> and just just having kids and a family, and and I think balancing your life and family is 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 very important. And I see a lot of people that are, you know, just their whole focus is on money, 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 growing, 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 and, and just I think it's happiness. And I've learned that this year. It's yeah. Having What's it all for if you're not happy? Life and just having a life outside of work too, and just it's not all about money. It's about having a good livelihood and having a good family and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, dude, thanks for coming on. Yeah. This was a great show. I could yeah. talk to you guys for two days straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, that's sort we'll of thing. Our longest another, podcast. Yeah, is this a long one? I think so. I think this is our longest. Really? Yeah. How long are we at? Uh, two hours, 40 minutes. Really? Oh, dang, dude. Holy shit. If you're the longest <laughs> one, off top. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, Until next time, we're starting the Bucks County, um, yeah, the trash union. League. The trash union league. Yeah, we should do it. Bucks like, County Trash League. Yes. Yeah, the, yeah, the trash league. Just yeah. call it something silly. So people are like, oh, what is that? Be like, it's actually nothing what you yeah. think it is. BCTL, baby. Yeah, where the trash gets taken out. Yeah, right. Right. There it is. Boom. Okay, we do. I just yeah. want to get jackets made. Yeah, like just let's make the merch and then do the organization. Shitty leather jackets. Yeah, you ha- if you if you want to join the club, you got to bring a shitty leather jacket. Yeah. and earn your patch. Yeah, right. Let's see how fast you can take the trash yeah. out. Yeah, right. But dude, thanks for coming it was awesome on. Awesome talking to you guys. I appreciate your time. It's it's dude, a good so. Um, thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, check out uh blackflagnation.com for all your stuff fitness stuff uh some gear on there got the workouts um through logan and then uh keep your ears out for the alpha bravo canine uh charity walk we need your money where can we find you kyler what's that where can people find you environmental um I'm, i'm big on instagram and i'm a little bit on facebook but uh hit me up on piedmont environmental uh dot us our website and also mainly I'm on I'm on Instagram. You see a lot of stuff I'm doing. Um but yeah. All right, cool. Check them out. Yeah. Um you can text them for your dumpster, dude. Yeah, absolutely. We'll you make call for come bring dumpster. it, dude. That's awesome. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks thank Kyler, Gilmar on the ones and twos and uh Rambo's taking a nap now, so we'll <laughs> see you later. Thanks. Dude. Thanks for listening.